Last time in the footfalls of giants. Sid is quiet, listens to your tale, and, and then finally just says, How many times have you all almost died? Finch does the thousand-yard stare for a few moments before they start to count on their fingers. It was also counting on her fingers. Sidra is going to start to shove Galva aside to, Come on, let your friends in! Don't you want to show them all your cool stuff? Come on! No! Ayo, you pop open his email just to see if there was any correspondence that might be of any interest. Galva, the sender of this email is Kazma Lucenti. That's Captain Lucenti. He was my old captain. Hmm. Don't like that. Me neither. So it doesn't matter if it's trap. Either way, we have to go, right? So we'll go. You're sure about this? I mean, this is officially family business and, um... And your family. Yeah, if you're a part of my crew, you're a part of my very large family of crewmates, so yeah, family business is our business as well. Agreed. He's your brother. We have to get him out of there. What Ragbadna is feeling is anxious. It's scared. It feels that there is something out there, something that is putting it and many other worlds in danger. I scrumble for my robe, and I have my robe. I, I don't know if he knows what to say. This is like, he didn't expect you guys to be so shitty. What do we do? I think he saw us. Maybe he didn't. He's going to shoot another scorching ray just in that direction, just out of spite. Oh god, he saw us. Apart mission. Apart mission. Oh, Captain Elias. Hi. One more thing. Uh-huh. If I find that you fireballed my daughter again, I will turn you into a vase. That's fair! Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Slayerites. As always, I am your humble DM, Anthony. Joining me are my fellow Slayerites, Hillary, Scott, Teresa, and Holland. It is session 50. That's halfway to 100, guys. I can't believe you're still alive. Um, yeah. Yeah. Not for lack of trying. Exactly. I thought you were going to say not for long. You almost got us a couple times. I did. I did almost get you a couple of times. But... I tried to fireball myself on purpose, but you won't let me have my death. Well, that's because everybody dies if you die. <laughs> oh, man. Plot armor, fuck yeah. But hey, maybe we'll address a little bit of that tonight. You guys have some some small business to take care of here at the Lithos Manor on Ragbadna. I'm going to let you guys take it away. I don't know how you want to do this, what order you want. I know there's a couple of things that you'd like to address. Okay. I guess point of order, what part of the day is everything happening? Because I'm just going to go ahead and say it's the next morning because we left off it was nighttime. Okay, well, actually, I'll tell you what time it is. Oh, okay, tell me what time it is. It's four o'clock in the morning, Ant. Oh, Jesus. It's four o'clock in the morning. Your captain does not sleep. Oh, yeah, you're right. Do you know what your captain does do, though? Doc. Uh, eat croissants? He doesn't eat croissants. He, he actually does. <laughs> <laughs> but he does have a spare croissant. Uh-huh. And he's currently pissed off at half the crew. Right, okay. Mm -hmm. Fair. But he's also trying to learn self-control, but he also knows he's bad at it all the time. Fair. So he has decided that he probably needs some advice on how mm -hmm. to handle these fucking people on his fucking crew. So like an asshole at four o'clock in the morning, he is standing outside of Finch's door, staring at it for a moment, because this is awkward, because how do you talk? To people about problems. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, 
he 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 says nothing because he's standing alone in the hallway. Who's he gonna talk to? <laughs> <laughs> he taps lightly on the door. I love the way you always set this up. Poorly? I also like how it's always just the dead ass in the middle of the night. It's never like <laughs> one in the morning, which is like kind of fair. It's like four in the morning. It's four o'clock in the morning. REM sleep has been achieved. Like not. <laughs> <laughs> well, sleeping and, you know, elves. Yeah. Not quite the same as for other people. Yeah. And he probably has, he's not paying attention to the time. Because this planet, once again, uh, there's only sun, right? You've established that the sun is just out. Well, time is more like weather. Sometimes it's sunny all the time. Sometimes there's an eclipse and you just get like a week of night. Yeah, it's really irregular. What is the state of the sky right now? You know what? I'm going to make a dice roll. Hold on. Do that. Do that. Actually, let's see. Hold on. I'm going to check something out. This is the internet. I'm going to see if there's a random weather generator. (laughs) Uh, Random weather generator. It's a thing. Let's see. Oh, that's how they predict the weather in Ohio. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even joking. I know. Don't come to Ohio. That's why it's funny. Wait, holy shit. Okay, so there's three tabs here. There's climate, cold, temperate, or warm. We're going to do warm, season, uh, uh, the four seasons. And then there's a tab here for supernatural. (gasps) I'm sorry? (laughs) Ghost rain? Rare, uncommon, and common. We're going to do rare. Okay, Ant. We're going to see what's going on. Tell me my supernatural weather patterns for the day. Okay. Uh, Temperature, severe heat. Oh, no. I don't want that. Ooh, that's really hot. Uh, Uh So we're not going to say it's 137 degrees out because (laughs) (laughs) you will will all die. (laughs) In real life, I'm feeling my my skin shrivel up and and lobster. So we're going to say severe, well, severe heat. We'll say uh, like 110 degrees. Oh, God, I'm in hell. We're up on a mountain, though. It's probably got a nice breeze to cut through it. You're in a mountain suspended over a pool of liquid metal. You what must is this stupid fucking house. Hey, Galva, fuck your family. I also imagine that because this is a mansion, there's good AC. Oh, yeah. I hope so. Okay, good. I'm going to say there's magical wards that make it like temperate. So the wind is definitely whipping up, though, from the heat. And there's lightning, but no rain. I genuinely just want to know how sunny it is. It is. There's no sun. <laughs> It's like overcast. It's cloudy. Okay. It's a dark and stormy night. It's a dark and stormy time of the... It's four o'clock in the morning and I'm knocking on Finch's door. Big flashes of lightning, though. Yes. Quiet little knocks. Which means there's thunder, too. Okay. The thunder's probably louder than my knocking. Okay. Well, I don't think I've established this before, so I'm going to now. After thinking about it for a bit, I think Finch is a pretty light sleeper. Because, you know, they did a medical residency. I was going to say med school, yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. But they also are one of those lucky people who is able to sleep pretty much anywhere. So even though it's really easy to wake them up, they are also able to, like, sleep. It's because they have a ghost watching their back all the time. Exactly. So they're able to get pretty decent sleep regardless of what's going on. But yeah, they're a light sleeper. And also, they did tell Galva and Ao to come see them if they got horribly burned and they would manage the burns. So <laughs> they kind of went to bed half expecting to be awoken by someone anyway. That so works. they do hear Solias' quiet little knocks. So they roll over and get up and walk over to the door. And they open the door. All right, first things first, Zelias says nothing. He just kind of looks a little awkward and uncomfortable, but he holds out a croissant. <laughs> 
<laughs> he saved from when Sid tried to feed him a bunch of croissants. I should also say that when you do open your door, Fitch, it smells delicious because Sid has been stress baking. Uh huh. The smell definitely carries. <laughs> He wordlessly presents you with this fucking croissant. <laughs> he's not looking at you, he's looking at the croissant. But then to you, and then to the croissant. Like, back and forth a few times. Like, I don't know, fucking take the croissant. I'm scared of this croissant. Take it. <laughs> Why are you scared of it? He's not. I like how he's not looking at Finch. He's looking at the croissant that he is presenting. <laughs> not on a plate, in his hand. In his hand. He's like, I don't know how to do it. <laughs> Listen, it's a peace offering for waking him up in the middle of the night. Oh my gosh. I I don't think Finch is quite sure how to handle this. Good. <laughs> None of this is what they expected. <laughs> After a few more moments of that, um, Zelias. Oh, go ahead. Sounds like you Oh, I was going to say, I think, um, well, Zelias is awkwardly standing there. Finch looks back and forth between the croissant to Zelias to the croissant. <laughs> Just doing that to each other like assholes. Yeah. And then I think they finally step back and they open the door a little bit wider. I was about to say, is this the swan boat of croissants or something? No. You guys don't know who's going to take okay, it. I'll, I'm going to roll a croissant check. That's a 10. What does that mean? I don't That's know. dead smack in the middle. You do nothing. Him. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> All right, go ahead. Okay. Do you, do you want to come in, Captain? That would be great. I would like that very much. I Here's a croissant that I've got. That I didn't eat, that you can have. Oh, well, thank you for the croissant. It's, yeah, it's, it, it sure is a croissant. Uh, he will enter the room. <laughs> a plus oh role playing, guys. We're doing it. We're doing it. Oh my god. <laughs> What's your charisma score, Captain? Uh, it's up there. But his, his charisma just goes out the fucking window whenever they fucking, he has to talk to Finch. Whenever he has to function with Finch. Whenever, yeah, yeah Functioning with Finch becomes a thing that he just like. That's some good alliteration there. <laughs> um. So real quick, Aunt, can you describe these guest rooms for me? <laughs> I can ask him to describe the croissant. Uh, <laughs> I can picture a croissant delicious. in my head. The guest. Oh, okay. The no, whole room. All right. So. <laughs> oh, nice room. So the manor itself is pretty expansive. The guest rooms are pretty well furnished. They're probably bigger than what everyone is used to. Mostly because, again, Sid needs to be able to, like, walk around in this house. That makes sense. But even so, like, this is still a pretty sizable room. Nice, comfortable bed. There's a hutch with a desk. A nice window overlooking one of the two gardens. One being, like, the stone and sand garden. And one being an actual, like, floral and vegetable garden. Mm -hmm. You can take your pick, whichever one. doesn't really matter. Because there's sort of, like, an open courtyard in the center of this manner that all of the rooms are around do you get nice. what i'm saying yeah kind of yeah okay so there's nice windows sliding doors on the uh the far side leading to the courtyard if you want to just kind of slide the door open and go out and hang out in the garden courtyard area i don't it's 110 degrees outside yeah you don't probably don't want to go out today no, no we'll die i'll stay in here thank you but yeah i mean relatively high ceiling very spacious big closet Probably your own bathroom if you really needed it. Not like a big bathroom, but like toilet. Sure. You can dump in the room. It's fine. You can dump privately. <laughs> oh, good. But yeah, it's a very expansive looking manor. So again. Okay. Very pretty big. Very spacious. Lots of blankets, throw rugs, you know, to put on the floor. Mm -hmm. A small table for you to sit at. Like coffee table type of thing. 
Oh, okay. Um, is everything all right, Captain? N- what? Hmm. N- what? Uh, yeah, well, no. I see. Um, do you want to talk about it? That is why I've come here, but thinking of the words has left me stupid. I'm very angry right now. Uh, let's start with that. Uh, rage. Blinding rage. Alright. Uh, not so blinding that I couldn't find my way here, though. Um, yes. Good job. You've uh-huh. done it. Here you are. Here I am. <sighs> Alright. So, okay. So you remember, right, how everyone decided taking a bath together was the best idea ever, even though it wasn't? Um, yes, I was there. You were there. We all were. And then you left. And then I left. And then Aeon Galva left. And then Aeon Galva came back. Oh. Around the back way. I didn't know there was a back way. But I know I'm there so is now. I'm sorry. Uh, you didn't. I tried to talk them out of it. I thought I had done a good job. Obviously, I did a uh, bad job. Oh, I apologize. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't think that I can really blame you because you're not the one that decided to stroll on in. No. Like a prick. Because I try not to be an asshole. You're very good at that. Oh, thank you. Sometimes I don't think I am, but um, that's neither here nor there. You are the least asshole person on my crew, including myself. I'm obviously the biggest asshole, but I wouldn't do this to somebody. Right. Um, right, so they did their, their little peeking thing that they were talking about doing. <laughs> they sure did. And you caught them, and then... I shot a scorching ray at them. I don't think I hit them. Oh, all right, good. Um, that was impulse. Like, listen, I didn't want to hurt them. Well, no, but... I thought maybe they were, you know... I, at first I didn't know it was them. So I was like, pew, pew, you know, that's what you do. You shoot things. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, I'm not actually very happy about it. And it's uh, bothering me. Just a, just a wee bit, you know? Um, I, I can see that. Just a, just a smidge. Big smidge. Just a big smidge. Um... Big ass fucking smidge. All right. Um... I know I just came at you in the middle of the night like a... Dick. With a peace I, offering. With a croissant. Yeah. So uh, Sid wanted to talk to me and he made a bunch of croissants and so uh, there we go. Oh. That's that. That explains the croissant. That sure does. The man is baking up a storm. Anyway, that's not why I'm here. I guess what I'm trying to get at. Right. What? So, okay, my first instinct is to blow them to pieces, but that's not a good one. So, I guess I'm trying to ask, what would you do in this situation? What would I do if someone... If someone uh, invaded your privacy and your trust, uh, they blew it out of the water, just didn't give a shite. Oh. Uh, what would you do? Huh. You wouldn't blow them up. Uh, no, uh, I wouldn't, but I don't tend to blow things or people up. That's not really... Um, that's not really my thing. Sure. Yeah, that's why I thought you were probably the best one to talk to. Sure. Um, well, I would wait until I were feeling less volatile, um, which Uh I I assume is what you're doing because you're here talking to me instead of, you know, exploding people. Yeah, I'm not practicing. Also, we're in Galva's dad's house. Yes. And if I blow Galva up, I'll die. That is, um, um, that's a good point. Using my brain this time a bit. Uh, just a smidge. Well, that, that's good. Um, I'm, I'm glad you had enough... Um, self-control. Self-awareness, self-control. Yeah, yes, perfect. Um, 
Yes, so I would definitely wait until I were feeling less angry before doing anything. Okay. And then I suppose I would talk to the culprits mm-hmm. and try to, as gently as possible, explain why their actions were so terrible. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay, no, that's tracking. I can, I can, I don't have anything to write paper. You have a pen? Um, sure. <laughs> I feel like I shouldn't have to write this down, but you know. Well, you know, if taking notes is what helps you, then by all means. We'll see. So Finch will set their croissant down on, like, the little table. <laughs> <laughs> and go to their bag and retrieve a pen. And I guess a little notebook. They'll tear out a couple sheets of paper for the captain to use and they'll hand those over awesome (laughs) oh my god (laughs) (laughs) he he will write down all the uh the knowledge that he's getting from finch yeah i just zelias you have functioned as a successful pirate for like a hundred (laughs) years his crew has not done this to him okay fair okay uh all right is this is this all or do you have like uh, anything else you would do or don't do? Well, um, I would try to rein in my temper as much as possible, present a, a cool and collected front. I can do that. I'm good at faking it. You're all good at deception. I have noticed that. Um, that's definitely, yeah. I am. I've got a plus seven. Never mind. Oh, that's impressive. That's a good number. <laughs> that's a very good number, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Right, so, um, hmm. Okay, so lie to them. about my feelings when did i say lie i said to tell them why what they did was shitty well you also said uh never mind brain in the anger that's that's not lying that's um sure sure um that's pretending to be less angry than i am though right no well i mean if that is what is necessary certainly Um, i guess if if a little bit of time does help to to cool things off then that's ideal but i do recognize that that's not always possible Uh uh-huh so, to the best of your ability. Yeah. Okay. I can. I'll give that a shot. You know. Yeah, I'll give that a shot. Uh. Okay. Anything else, or uh, is this about what you? I don't know what that sound means that I just made. Uh. Well, knowing Galva and Ao as I do, um, I suspect what happened is um. After I failed to explain, well, I I explained to Galva that what she wanted to learn by peeking at you could easily be accomplished by waiting a little bit and asking you about it in the morning. Now, sorry to interrupt, but what, what were they actually, you said, what are they looking for? Oh. For something? Right. So, um, while we were dressing in the changing room, Ao and I noticed that Galva has a tattoo on her back. So, you know, Ao being Ao asked her about it, and Galva was very puzzled because she didn't recall ever having a tattoo applied there. So after a little bit of thinking, and um, after we showed it to her using, you know, Ao's phone, Uh she realized that it must have come from the, um, the dragon turtle blessing. Really? She explained that you and she had received a blessing from the turtle you talked to at Powerwood Thrill. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. So she was curious if you also had one. Oh, shit. I, fuck, I don't know. I haven't seen any fucking tattoos. Well? I don't know. This is... What a stupid thing. 
Right. So um, it, it was at that point I explained, well, Galva, you could spy on him or you could do the mature adult thing and wait to ask about it um, when he's not naked in the bath. And that did seem to, um, you know, make sense to her. She, she did seem receptive to that suggestion. Sure. But, um, well, we both know AO. Uh, all right. Yeah, no, this makes sense now. Right, so, like I said, I, I had hoped that my um, suggestion had made sense to Galva and that she would follow it, but as I am the doctor, not the mother, I told them to do with my suggestions as they saw fit, and... Sounds like they did. I have to admit, I am very disappointed to learn that my suggestions were not good enough for them. Yeah, well, you know, I so am I. Well, so anyway... Um, Maybe I can just lean into that. I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. That's a good strategy. Yeah, that sounds good and guilt-trippy. I like that. Well, I don't think you'll have to do a lot of guilting, at least with Galva. She's probably doing most of your work for you. Good. Ao might be a little trickier. I'll make it work. I would suggest, um, with Ao especially, try not to threaten her. I'm not, not, no, no threats needed. No, I got this. Well, I, I know you wouldn't actually follow through with any of your threats. I'm, I'm... I already shot at him once, so... <sighs> well... I mean, like I said, <laughs> It wouldn't have the same impact a second time. No, it wouldn't. I think probably the best way to go with Ao would be what I suggested initially, was to explain to her exactly why her actions were so hurtful to you, and to just... You could possibly just get away with outlining how they made you feel. I'm thinking... I mean, yeah, that's all good. I don't know that hurtful is really... correct? All right. I mean, it was in a way, but also... Is, uh, you know I'm... Ugh. Okay, maybe... All right, once we're all back on the ship... All right. Then I'll cover it in detail. I guess there are things that I should probably tell you as well. Oh. But. But. I don't know. Eh, maybe once we're back on the ship. I don't know. I'm just trying to space my shit out. Well, it's it's up to you. Eh, I've got a lot going on here. All right. Okay, once we're back on the ship, then I'll take this from there. From here, from there, to there, from here. All right. That sounds good. Um, I expect <laughs> we're going to be here for a little bit longer, at least. Um, I know. All right. Ao has something she was hoping Galva mm -hmm. and Sid could help with, and um, mm -hmm. Galva has something that um, I know she wanted to do with with your particular little bit of irremovable jewelry. Mm -hmm. um, right, so right. we'll be dealing with both of those things. So we'll probably be here. So they have plenty of time to stew in their guilt. Good. <laughs> sure. <laughs> can, it, yes, that that does seem to be an accurate way to put it. All right, I can live with that. Still pissed. Understandable. Still, uh, still a little disappointed, but I can live with that. All right. All right. No, uh, Doc. Thank you so much. You've been wonderful. I. What time is it? Um, it's a little hard to tell on on this planet. Um, uh, I me... don't have a watch on. Finch will <laughs> will peek at their phone. I imagine, considering how this planet is, that there's a lot of clocks around. Yeah. Oh, okay. Finch looks to the big, ornate wall clock above their bed. I don't know. <laughs> that is there now. <laughs> it's a real nice clock. Zelaya's could also just look at the clock since it's there. It's a quarter after four in the morning. Oh no, I I am so sorry. 
I had no idea it was this late slash or oh shit I'm sorry oh you you like you sleep I do sleep oh. I can go back to sleep easily that's not a problem yeah I hope so ah fuck sorry I will get out of your hair all right uh and and leave and go away I don't know why I said it that way that was sort of <laughs> ominous the way you said that <laughs> It really was. I apologize. I'm sorry for bothering you at this ungodly hour. I'm an asshole. I uh, it, it's, thank you. It's not a problem, Captain. It honestly is not. You sure? I'm sure. I'm I'm a doctor. I'm used to being up at all hours of the day and night. And um, that's fair, I suppose. I do consider myself to be on call for all three of you. I want to be available when anyone needs anything. And if it's four o'clock in the morning, that's workable um, it'd make more sense if i was bleeding out of my eyeballs but you know i guess advice is doctory too i don't know I'll, i'm sorry i gotta go i i should go <laughs> jesus <laughs> what's your charisma captain <laughs> i'm gonna roll an awkward check i'm just starting to wonder if zelias Zel- is napoleon fucking dynamite sure seems that way i rolled a 19 awkward Holy oh shit, no. this is almost the most awkward you could be. <laughs> almost. <laughs> All right. Oh yeah, I'm, okay. And then he'll just, he'll he'll go. Okay. He'll wave and he'll go. And uh, he's gone. And you have this croissant. Now you have a croissant. And Finch has a croissant. So how does Wilhelm feel about that fucking dumbass exchange? Because um, <laughs> I feel like I bombed it. I feel like after Zelias is left and... Finch closes the door. Wilhelm just goes, Ah, so, uh, the hell was that about? I thought it was fairly straightforward. Um, he had an unpleasant (laughs) experience and needed advice on how to- Yeah, no, I I get that. Uh, my concern is like, I don't know. Do you think it's concerning that your captain doesn't seem to understand the concept of actual anger and just kind of defaults to explosions? (laughs) Well- Yes, I do find that concerning, but the fact of the matter is as well that he actually didn't explode anything. It does sound like he cast a spell, but it certainly wasn't fireball, which, um, well, you've known the man about as long as I have, so that's an improvement as far as I'm concerned. Oh, I'm not saying that, you know, he's not heading in the right direction. It's just like, wow, I had no idea Captain was this emotionally constipated. Wow. I mean, is he wrong? (laughs) (laughs) I think Finch kind of shrugs. They take a bite out of their croissant. They chew it. They swallow it. They take a sunken bite. (laughs) (laughs) Really very good. Hey, rub it in, why don't you? I'm sorry. I've been eyeballing that thing since you put it down. Well, I would share it with you if that were possible. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to taste it. No tongue. I, I know. That's that's why I said if possible. No, it, it's all right. I'm just saying, you know, look, I mean, you can eat in front of me, Finchie. It's not it's not that big of a deal. I'm just saying sometimes there's things I miss, like being able to, you know, enjoy good food and a good drink. I, I understand. Um, instead of good food and good drink, all you get is this very strange drama. Unending everything. Just, just, I can't blink. It's just. Everything is light and forever. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's an existential nightmare, Finchy. Great. Well, at least it's not boring. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding with you, Finchy. We're all good. Okay, I have no choice but to take your word for it. <laughs> yeah, you can't tell if I'm lying or not. 
can they? I'm rolling inside on Wilhelm. <laughs> Roll me deception. Oh, it doesn't matter. I rolled a 13. <laughs> But I am going to roll deception anyway, because I want to roll a dice. Oh, do it, Ant. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say, uh, yeah, 15. Yeah, you beat me. Okay, what'd you roll? 13. Oh, ooh, that was close. Yeah. You know, actually, since it's that close, it has been a while since Wilhelm was sent to you. Uh, you're still, you know, hopefully what Reese is looking up will yield some results. Yes. But, uh, I mean, in your experience in dealing with the dead... They don't normally hang around this long. Right. And the fact that Wilhelm still is, like, yeah, Wilhelm's kind of got it rough. He does. And, you know, maybe there's something that you could do. You know, you do have that one friend who is who's studying to be a ghost lawyer. I don't know. Maybe there's other people out there who have tried to kind of solve this issue for ghosts that can't move on. Maybe there's ghost food. Ghost therapists. Maybe there's ghost therapists and ghost food that maybe... You know, something to simulate the sensation. Maybe there's a ghost support group. Oh my god. I'm just saying, maybe look into some of that stuff. Maybe you'll find something. Okay. So yeah, you enjoy this delicious croissant. Yes. With a small amount of guilt because they can't share it with Wilhelm. But not so much guilt they can't just fucking eat it. No, I mean, it's fresh, so it should be enjoyed. And it's delicious. And it is delicious. Nice and buttery. Anyway, are you guys done? I'm done. I okay. left. Yep. He's gone. Goodbye. Okay. So actually, on that note, I would like to know, how are Galva and Ao sleeping? Not. Galva's not. Oh my god. Eat shit, both of you. <laughs> she gave up a while ago. <laughs> Alright, so uh, until your next long rest, you guys are going to be rolling with disadvantage. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love it. Do I still recover everything else? Yeah, no, every, everything okay. you would, would still, I mean, this is still technically like a rest, but you're not sleeping. Mm-hmm. So you are going to be out of sorts until, for the next 24 hours, you know, until you are able to sleep. Yep. I'm accepting this penalty. Yep. This is what you get for destroying your captain's trust. Betrayed his tiny trust. Don't get it back soon. Don't even worry. <laughs> oh, yeah, Elias, you still can't get drunk. Do you know this yet? Uh, Zelias has no idea because you haven't presented me with alcohol. Yeah. I mean, oh, okay. Unless well, there was some at dinner, but... You know, we, we kind of glossed over that fact. Yeah. Don't worry, I'll, I'll, I'll find a way to bring it up. That's fine. I don't have a shit to give. Yeah, there we go. Nailed it. What? There it is. Perfect. You did it. Did it! <laughs> All right. So we're going to jump ahead to the next morning then. Sounds good. Where Sindra very loudly calls everyone that breakfast is ready. Whoa. Yep. By calling everyone, I mean she goes to every single room and knocks on the door very loudly and says, Get your lazy bones up! Breakfast is ready! I'd like to say that Zelias pounds on his side of the door in in protest. Uh, she comes back and pounds again. I pound back. She oh my also pounds back. Okay, this is going to go on for a minute. At this point, it now sounds like a drum roll because you're both pounding <laughs> on the same door from opposite sides. Just going... This is how we bond, I guess. This is what's happening. Fitch comes out of their room. They see Zendra pounding on Elias' door. We're helping. By the way, she's laughing. She's just going... Zendra, is everything all right? Oh, yeah. No, breakfast. Let's go. Come on. All right? She starts to walk off, doubles back, pounds on Elias' door one more time. Oh. Oh, it's like that. I see. All right. That makes sense. I pound back again. <laughs> That's how it goes. Okay, so 
He'll come out eventually. Don't worry. Hold on. All right. So I have a question for Finch because she's starting to walk off and she is a good distance away. There was a bit of a delay to that pout. Does Finch position themselves in the way of Syndra because it looks like she's about to turn back and get one more pound in? They absolutely <laughs> do. <laughs> okay. I think when Finch decides to obstruct her path, she just goes, ah, I'll give it to him. And she starts <laughs> to go serve everyone breakfast. I win. That's very generous of you. Thank you. <laughs> I get the last word. Finch in. will follow. Congratulations, you did it. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> I love Syndra. She's great. Okay, but yes, everyone, when you come to settle in at breakfast, once again, a very impressive spread. All types of of protein. You got your big breakfast sausages in links and patty form. You've got ham steaks, you've got bacon, you've got eggs, you've got... There's an entire pig just on the table, ready to go. (laughs) Split into its separate parts, yes. There's a big (laughs) bowl of scrambled eggs, and then a platter of sunny-side-up eggs, so you can choose how you want. There's like half a loaf of bread that's just been toasted. There's butter, there's different types of jams, there's milk, there's juice, there's water. I eat the butter... (laughs) <laughs> you eat the entire no. stick of butter. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I'll pass on the butter. But yeah, uh, there is... Breakfast. There Delicious. is breakfast. Wonderful. And mm. it looks like Sid helped to mm-hmm. make breakfast. Oh, okay. Because uh, just as you guys are making your way out, Sid is coming out, taking off his Breadswell roll apron. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> so I'm assuming... So Finch seems likely the first person there. Yeah. Are Ale and Galvak making their way slowly, like not as energetic as normal? I'm curious. Yeah, Galva seems like she's taking the long route around the house on purpose. Okay. The scenic route. The scenic route. All right. Yeah, so Ao does eventually arrive. I don't know if before or after Galva, but she looks absolutely haunted. Like the bags under her eyes would have to be checked at an airport. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I like that description. That's good. That's incredible. I Wow. So as you all settle in, Sindra goes, well, help yourselves. And uh, she looks around the table. She goes, so everybody slept real well last night, huh? I would like to say Zelias looks perfectly fine. I would like to say I think <laughs> Finch looks pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely more of a dig at Ao and Galva. For sure. sure. For sure. But yeah, so she goes, so Galva, how's it feel to be back home? It's been a lot. Leaves it at that. Eats more breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> and so Sindri goes, Ayo, uh, did, did you enjoy the really big bed? It's huge, right? Like, it's like an entire room for you. Yeah, it was nice. So Sindra looks to Sid. Sid looks back to Sindra. Sindra shrugs. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. He looks, he's like, mm, I, I don't know. He's just eating. It's like not getting involved. Don't rope me into this. I just, He's just yeah. I don't know. I don't know my daughter's friends. I don't. I'm just, I just want to eat. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Good breakfast, guys. <laughs> Good job. So I'm gonna make a roll because Sindra's gonna start going on about the weather. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I'm going to roll to see how long she carries this. Okay. That's great. <laughs> that is an 18. Oh, she God. is not sure. Oh. You guys can talk amongst yourselves. She's going to pay you no mind. She's just going to keep talking. Okay. Having a conversation entirely on her own. Yep. That's cool. It's breakfast time, baby. Mm -hmm. Are there mimosas? 
Hmm. I'm going to make a roll. Not that I give a shit, but... But you asked, so now but you I can asked, find out. So now you have to get your dice out and play the game. Well, that's a 19 for Mimosa. Yeah, I'm going to say there's Hell Mimosas. yeah! I've got five of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do shit, but I have them. It's a special occasion. I guess she really went all out. Yeah, you know, that makes sense. And I like the idea of Zelias just walking up to the table, bogarting like most of the mimosas, like these are mine. (laughs) (laughs) He has the picture of them now. Yeah. I'm going to say, actually, um, considering her rough night, Galva's probably, she's actually probably trying to eat a pretty healthy breakfast, you know. Stave off the inevitable migraine. Oh, I should also say that there's like fruit too, like very hearty looking fruit. Because anything that could survive in this climate is going to be hearty as hell. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Finch is having a little bit of everything. Meat. It's so good. So guys, good. it's so good. Like, this is like. <laughs> I believe you, Anne, don't worry. A breakfast buffet, like. But like a five good Five stars. Yeah. Hell yeah. None of that continental yeah. breakfast shit. Yep. No, this is all made very lovingly. By hands. Oh, this is probably better than the breakfasts we were having on Zionisis. Probably. They're yeah. homemade with love. Yeah. Yep. Love is the secret ingredient. Mm-hmm. Breakfast Aww. scene is great, guys. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Love and bacon. Yeah. So after, I think she's going to go on for like 20 minutes about the weather. Well, actually, while, while she goes on oh. about the weather. Yeah, I, I was going to give you some time to do whatever you wanted to do. So. Yeah. So Finch will turn to Galva. Um, Galva, it occurs to me that we still have um, Ogsmith and, and Kavagun's ashes. Do you think here would be a good place to lay them to rest? Yeah, yes, this would... I, I forgot we still had those. I... Well, a lot has happened. Um, Dad. He lifts his gaze from his plate because he's been staring at his plate. He's <laughs> not making eye contact with you people. Um... Do you remember when I was telling you about the space station and how we found those progenitors that were being experimented on by the adamantine authority? He nods slowly. So we, um, that is the captain actually performed a cremation for them. Um, would you know a spot where we could spread their ashes? He thinks on this for a minute and he nods but it seems like he has potentially another idea but he says let me consider our resources of course thank you and then back to his plate (laughs) (laughs) resources considered now no (laughs) and galva also just goes back to staring at her own plate they are very obviously father and daughter in this moment Though, I mean, I think Galva's a little more out of shame than just the usual awkwardness. Yeah. Well, that didn't sound like a no, so for the time being, I guess Finch is satisfied. They go back to breakfast. That's all I got. Huzzah. Huzzah. Oh, good. Yeah. What a good idea. Get rid of the dead people on our Yeah. Maybe we can take care of one of these loose plot threads. Hell yeah. There are so many. Didn't we just leave them, like, kind of tied up in, like, suits or something? Yeah, we've still got them in our hazmat suits that's it i feel like at some point (laughs) we'd probably put them in something nice. galva would have tried to find some other receptacle for them yeah a nice box okay but can you picture the scene where we go to lay them to rest and galva (laughs) just pulls out these two overflowing hazmat suits 
Yeah, that's how, why I'm saying she oh, wouldn't have accepted no. it. I can roast. She would have foreseen too. that we would eventually want to get them out of these. Oh yeah, <laughs> fair. Yeah, that sounds a little more respectful. Okay, throw them in the corner in these hazmat suits. Yeah. I don't think we went through the trouble of finding like an urn, but uh, we probably found a jar, something. I'm sure we had something nice. Or Goblin could have whipped something up, right? An extra large cookie jar. Oh, God. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Okay. All right, continue. I'm, I'm checking something out. Okay. Finch is eating their breakfast. Galva looks like she wants to sink into the floor. So I think uh, I'm going to say the 20 minutes of Sindra talking about the weather has passed. And so she goes, so... What are you guys going to do today? What's your plan? Well, I think Galva has some things she wanted to do in the forge while she was here. Yes, I, I, um, actually, Dad, if you, if you have some time, we could really use some help with, um. He looks up again uh, as if to say, with what? Um, so did you notice the collar on the captain's neck? Probably not, because I've had it covered with my shirt. But he will tug it down. Like, here it is. So he turns his attention and looks, and he looks a little surprised, and he narrows his eyes and notices- It's not a BDSM thing, don't worry. He looks at his plate. Captain, I I honestly (laughs) don't think he was worried about that. (laughs) Ah, I'm just trying to lighten the mood a bit. Uh, Nope, he's looking at the plate now. Captain, you really need to learn to read the room. He's very bashful. Ah, you know- I'll do what I want. I'm just playing with you, mate. Don't worry about it. I say things sometimes. You can ignore me. He does. He says things all the time. All the fucking time. You can ignore at least three quarters of the things he says, honestly. Hey, now, that's a little much. He just, he nods. So after that, Sidra's be like, well, uh, what about the rest of you? Uh, well, I mean, Zelias, you probably have to go to the forge because uh, my neck got to look, look at the thing around here. You know, the weird your weird BDSM collar. Um, that's definitely... Listen, I was No, nope, that's what I heard, and that's what I'm calling. <laughs> that's all right with yep, me. That's it. Mine. You have I'm, to be careful what you say around her. I think I need another mimosa. That's how I'm going to remember it now. I'm going to remember you are Zalias and you are kinky. I'm... Well... Galva looks like she wants to sink into the floor right now. <laughs> Obsidian is staring so hard at his plate it might shatter. Oh no. Elias <laughs> looks like he's fine with this. Finch is looking thoughtful. <laughs> About the kinks? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think Ao takes advantage of this awkward moment to um, speak up. Well, there's one more thing I was hoping... Uh... Galva could take a look at in the forge, too. Oh, sure, what do you got? Answering for Sid, because Sid is too intent on his plate right now. Everything is very awkward. It's a good plate. So while we were on Dionysus, we came across uh, these things right here. And she'll reach out and pull out the box that contains the Ten Rings of Tiamat. Okay. So we found these, and while it's cool, having this many rings on me is not really my style, and... I don't think it's really a good idea to wear things that are uh, Tiamat-related. When you slide the box out, I think Sid is going to reach over and take the box and open it. Mm -hmm. And examine it. And again, he doesn't emote much, but he does note the impressive craftsmanship. Specifically, he can feel the elemental power. Mm -hmm. 
and he looks to you, Ao, and he nods as well. I was just hoping we could turn those into something not evil goddess of destruction related. He nods and says, I can remove their influence. However, what you would like them repurposed into, we must discuss. You got it. I have ideas. He seems interested. And he says, very well. After breakfast, you may join me in the forge. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Adorable. All right. So, Sindra goes, oh, it sounds like everybody's going to be going to the forge today. <sighs> Boring. Oh, darn. Oh, mama. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Oh, yep. Forge. She goes, all right. Well, if you guys have work to do, I guess I'll leave you to it. I'll get, I have my own business I got to take care of. Thank you. That. So, uh, real quick, uh-huh. just add a character observation. Uh-huh. Ao is about to ask, like, oh, what do you do? And decides at the last minute, no, <laughs> this is a bad idea to ask. We'll be here for another half hour. <laughs> That's true. Like, I think if anyone was looking at Ao at the time, she's like, was opening her mouth to uh, say something, realizes that this is not a good idea, and then shuts her mouth quietly. She's, she's learning. learning. Has her exhaustion given her clarity? <laughs> Maybe a little bit. <laughs> You just have to wear her out. I did That's just roll key. a um, self-control and it came out 19. Oh, nice. Okay, I think I feel like this, going for if you're ever, like, exhausted, I feel like Ao gets to roll self-control with advantage. <laughs> I, I like this. <laughs> That's good. Honestly, I think that she just has too much energy to know what to do with. Right. So when she's exhausted, she's able to ironically think a little more straightforward. So when she's exhausted, those two brain cells sluggishly make contact. Yep. (laughs) They're leaning on each other for support. That's perfect. Awesome. How about you, Doctor? What are you doing today? Oh, well, I'll be joining them in the forge when they're looking at the captain's caller. Yeah. I'm going to make a roll here. I'm going to see if Syndra decides to let you do work or if she's going to say something along the lines of, uh, they're all going to be busy. You don't need to hang out and watch them. Actually, counterpoint, Captain said so. I know, but Syndra doesn't care. (laughs) Syndra can suck my dick. Wow. Okay. Fuck your mom. Ah, she rolled a six. She'll give it up. She'll be like, all right, I guess everyone's so interested in Sid's Forge. I mean, I know it's a pretty hot place, but... No? Nobody? No? I, I, you all must be really tired. Well, for clarity's sake, um, it, it is a medical issue that I have a vested interest in as his doctor, um, so I would rather be there when it is worked on. I don't want to die. Does, does, does he get into a lot of trouble by, by, with his kinkiness? All right, ma'am. Now, yes, but no. So... <laughs> <laughs> She's putting her, her chin in her hands and looking at the, across the table and smiling like, if there's a story here, great. If there isn't, she will make one up in her mind. That's fine. Also, she wasn't asking you as a lie. She was asking Finch. Oh, well, Finch doesn't know shit. That doesn't prevent Finch from answering. What was the question? Sorry. Does he get into a lot of trouble being kinky or get hurt being kinky? Something along those lines. I, it was words that came out of my mouth very quickly. Okay. Uh, I'm afraid I'm not able to say um, doctor-patient confidentiality. You understand. She makes a a very rude noise, like, 
<laughs> she was interested in oh, mouth farts. Some juicy gossip. I don't get none. The hot goss. No. Nope. The hot goss. Oh, what he's gotten stuck up there. You're not gonna wow. get any hot goss from stick in the mud, Finch. Sorry, Cindra. But I think with that, breakfast will continue without much more of an incident. Cindra will continue to make idle chatter mm-hmm. because that's what Cindra does. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Finch will attempt to make small talk and engage the idle chatter. She's a nice lady. She's nice yeah. to talk to. She yeah. is nice. She doesn't mean ill by anything. She just has zero filter. Yeah, she's obviously a big sweetie with no filter. Yes. It's fine. There's so much food. There is There's a lot so of food, food, too. Yes. Yes. If we stuff our mouths, we have an excuse not to talk. Eating like giants. Enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, Sid definitely polishes off a decent portion of the table by himself just because he is giant. He's a big boy. Yeah. I should say also that um, Galva's, you know her to be a big eater. She seems to have a pretty normal sized portion compared to her dad. Huh. She is not quite as big of an eater as he is. Because she's like three feet shorter. Yeah. Yeah, he's insanely big. Yep. Yeah, the giant jeans hit him like a dump truck. Oh no, poor guy. So, with breakfast under uh, out of the way, mm-hmm. Sid will guide whoever is interested, which is probably all of you, to the forge. Now, he brought Galva to like the super special secret forge yesterday. This is a much more standard affair. It is set a little into the mountain. This is a very large workshop to accommodate a man of such great stature, such as Sid, mm-hmm. but it is also very well, almost meticulously kept. That flowing river of liquid metal that flowed up the mountain mm-hmm. actually passes through the forge, where it looks like a metal water wheel that it is, it's powering, that also powers a couple of other an apparatus or two in the forge itself. Um, but it's also so that if he needed liquid metal, he could just scoop some up and make use of it. But it is a very, a very surprisingly elaborate, but very neat place. It's also hotter than sin. Well, I hate it. In fact, once you guys are in there for more than like a couple of minutes, you'll probably be sweating. Sid just removes his uh, sleeveless tunic, mm-hmm. preferring to go shirtless. And he's got a lot of just sort of cracks running up and down his incredibly, literally chiseled torso. Oh, someone took a chisel to it. But despite the man who seems very almost shy and conservative when he's in the forge, it almost seems like his real personality comes out a little bit more. Hmm. He's a little less demure when it comes to his actions. Mm -hmm. So I guess the first thing we'll do then is we're going to do Zelias's collar because that seems like the most important. Yeah. Uh, A little bit, yeah. A little bit. Yep. In terms of survival. Yes, so he is going to turn to Zelias, and without making any, you know, he's not going to say anything, but he's going to gesture to Zelias, and then he's going to point to a stool in front of a large workbench. Now, this stool is sadly obsidian-sized, but Uh he's going to motion to Zelias to take a seat on the stool. Sure, let me just get my mountain climbing gear on. He will try to to get up on this thing and not look stupid. As you approach the stool, <laughs> Obsidian kneels and offers his hands as if you would a child who wants to go up. Oh, upsies, yay. Upsies. <laughs> so I was like, ah, uh, that, 
That's very kind of you, but I think I think I can manage on my own. For sure. He raises his hands like, sorry. It's fine. Let me, uh, at, let me roll out. <laughs> <laughs> I knew where you were going. Listen, he's the captain. He can't he can't look like a fucking clown in front of his crew. Well, it's a seven plus three. So I got a ten. All right. Middle of the road. You don't completely fail at climbing onto the stool. <laughs> but you do that thing where, like, you get a little bit of a running start and then you jump, but you didn't jump high enough. So, like, the top of the stool comes at, like, right at your rib cage. Oh, my ribs. And you're just trying to, like, scramble up. <laughs> I look like a dumb fucking cat. <laughs> trying to scrumble up. Trying to scrumble up. I look like a cat that didn't quite jump good enough, so I'm trying to get yes. on the table. Like, fuck, fuck, fuck. My yeah. little legs are kicking. And, like, eh. and Sid is, like, <laughs> torn between reaching out to, like, boost you up. And no, he said he was going to do it on his own. I'm an adult man. I can do it. <laughs> so Obsidian is having a mild panic attack right next to you. <laughs> she keeps reaching and pulling back, reaching, pulling back. And then finally you get up there. Yeah. And then he heaves a sigh of relief because he did not know what he was going to do. Oh, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I made it. Fucking adorable. I pump my fist in the air victoriously. I look stupid. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Love you, Captain. I like the idea of you climbing up and just throwing both hands up in the air like, yeah, I did it. (laughs) I scaled Mount Stool. Mount Stool. (laughs) (sighs) It's fine. (laughs) So at the workbench... Sid takes this large piece of leather that is folded over a number of times and he unfolds it to reveal his custom set of smithing tools, Mm -hmm. which are enormous. Neat. I mean, any of these look like they would be great weapons to people of normal stature, but he also has a number of very smaller precision tools and he puts on one of those... um, I don't know if you've ever seen the, they look like headlamps that have lenses. Little magnifiers. Thank you, magnifiers. Yeah. He puts one of those on and uh, he kneels in front of you, Zelias, and he starts messing with some of the lenses Mm -hmm. to, like he puts down a couple of extra lenses to really increase the magnification. And the light, unfortunately, is going to be like right on you, but Mm -hmm. it's the only way he's going to be able to see. That's fine. And he has these very, precision-oriented, very delicate tools. He looks at you, Elias, and says, if you would please lower your collar. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good idea. I'd do that. You mean the collar of my shirt? Yes. Because the collar on my neck... Yeah, that's what he means. ...stuck. Okay. He wears a stupid tall shirt. I can't help yeah. him. And he says, if you could keep the fabric low so that I could work, I would appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, no problem. So he, with a very steady hand, starts to examine the collar. He notices mm-hmm. any types of engravings on there. At one point, he takes a little bit of, like with tweezers, he'll take some thin paper mm-hmm. and a small piece of coal, and he will make some rubbings of the engravings so that he can look at them later. Mm-hmm. Um. And the process does take a little bit of time. Zelias probably does look uncomfortable, not because here's big ass Sid in his face, but because if something goes wrong with this collar, he will become a black hole and everyone will die. I feel like one of us should have told Sid what we know about it. No, I'm sure that you did, but it's still, it's attached to his neck. Mm -hmm. I was actually going to ask, did Galva inform Sid that if this thing goes, everybody dies? Yes. Okay. 
I think she tried to avoid using apocalyptic terminology. Right. But she would have let him know that it is neutronium. The severity of messing up. Mm. Yeah. Just... Okay, that's fine. Um, I mean, regardless, Sin doesn't seem incredibly perturbed by this. Yeah, it's part of the job. Yeah, yeah he's he is a practiced artisan. And he's being very, very careful. Despite his size, he has a surprisingly, like, delicate touch. Well, that's good. Because I don't want to die. Right. Elias, you do feel what sounds like scraping as one of these... It's almost like tweezers Mm -hmm. moving about the crack. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) Guys, come on. We're We're professionals here. We're not professionals. professionals. Let's try and be professionals. Okay. uh, He's put his tweezers in my crack. Got it. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway. Speaking of crack, should I roll? Because this is very uncomfortable. Yeah. There's a lies, I would think, because, again, Apocalypse neck. And also, 12-foot tall man all up in your biz. And he's very big and has big tweezers. Um, <laughs> What would I roll in that case? Because he doesn't want to move. He trusts the guy to not murder him, but also reflexes. I feel like a con save. Would okay. be the best. Yeah, let me give you a con save. I'll play some D&D. Uh, 14 plus 5, so. Oh, that's a good con save. That's a, that's a good con save. 19, right? Yeah, I think you are, despite the fact that it's sweltering in here, and this is very nerve-wracking, you manage to keep still. Okay. So finally, he pulls away and... I mean, when you're in such close quarters with a man of that size, you probably don't even realize it, but it, it, the air around you, Elias, already feels a little bit cooler. Sure. Just because body heat. Uh-huh. So you kind of have that little bit. He's got a big, hot body. He's a big, hot man. <laughs> <laughs> you feel a little bit of relief, just a little bit of a rush of cooler air, despite it still being hot in here. Mm-hmm. And I'm wearing long sleeves like an idiot. Yeah. And Sid leans back, and his face looks concerned that's good that's not good would you like to roll insight absolutely it's my neck anyone else can also roll i mean you guys are all witnessing this absolutely hell yeah i want to roll a die i got a 17 don't forget ao and galva you're rolling with disadvantage oh that's right because you're exhausted finch rolled a dirty 20 Uh, 16 17 for your boy doesn't matter that she lived with the man well, for the recording, what Galva get? A five. There you go. She's just fretting over the captain. So yeah, he doesn't look optimistic. He doesn't look optimistic. Oh, good. But he doesn't look like horrified or anything like that. He just looks concerned. Mm-hmm. You are free to talk to him. Uh, so everything all right there or what? He says, I could attempt to fill the crack and do that. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. Try that again. (laughs) I'll be an adult this time. Teresa, keep this in anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I could attempt to repair the damage, but neutronium is a volatile metal. Mm -hmm. Any metal I try to bond with it could... Make it more unstable, and I do not think you wish me to make this more unstable than it already is. Um, no, I 
that yeah would be bad i think um unstable how like what so uh, repairing it would make it worse if i do not use the right metal uh-huh the neutronium could reject it uh oh yeah no that's fair the bond will not hold and therefore it would get more damaged and potentially break from the force cool love to hear that um sarcasm don't like that at all so okay well instead of filling the crack in can you just put something around the whole thing to keep it from getting damaged more he rubs his chin in thought and says it is possible but i must examine these engravings more the engravings huh if i cast a spell or do anything that the shackle finds disagreeable it could kill you love that my collar is sentient that's good the the collar is not sentient i speak of resources and metals as if they had personality sure I, sure um it is merely a magical reaction it is not right right alive no i i understand i do i was just being dramatic uh, i do that sometimes don't worry about it uh Ugh. yes of course we do have something we could try to use. What, that wet metal we stole from the guy? Right, the star steel. That's the one. And Galva will retrieve our portion wet of metal. star steel from the bag of holding. Okay. Sid will take a look at it, and he holds it up, examines it, and he brings it over to his workbench. And it looks like he's almost processing it a little bit. Just kind of getting an idea for the type of steel it is and whatnot, like what its properties are. Liquid. Mm-hmm. He says, I am not 100% certain this would work. I could make the attempt, but failure would yield the same result as I stated before. Uh, of course. So it's a gamble either way. Correct. Sweet. That's sarcasm again. That's not sweet at all. I would not recommend using this. Alright. Ah, fair enough. Then, what can we do? I I tried figuring something out, but I don't know nearly as much about this as you do. So, he turns and moves to one of the workbenches again, where he had placed the rubbing of the markings that were on Zelias' collar. Mm-hmm. I mean, Finch, you, you are familiar with a lot of these markings. You you saw them yourself. Yep. And he pulls up a stool and sits down at the workstation he's looking at has a number of very large and musty tomes on a small hutch over it. And he starts pulling some down. He starts to flip through pages, looking at the markings, looking at what he has in some of the books, seeing what he can find out, if there's anything that he could do to... You know, an equivalent of, like, dispelling or counterspell or anything. Like, anything that he could do to prevent possibly this collar from breaking further or entirely. Finally, he sees something. And he double-checks the rubbing on the paper and hurriedly pages through a couple of other books just for, you know, to confirm some things. And... He claps one of the books shut with some finality, and he says, I believe there is something we can do. It is not much, but I may be able to prevent 
the collar from shattering in an extreme circumstance. Oh. I believe this is the safest method. All right. What? Let's try it. She says, not even knowing what he found. Yeah. Because her dad knows his shit. So he turns to you, Elias, and he says, I, he looks very awkward. I mean, a little bit embarrassed about this. He's like, I, I need to bring you up to my workbench. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah. You know what? Yes. Sure. I'm ready for this. Yes, let's do the thing on the workbench. All right, he's doing the uh, holding out his hands for upsies. Fine, he will upsies this time. <laughs> Free elevator ride. Wee! I love the idea of Zelias just lifting his hands up with a deadpan look on his face. Like, like, I can't believe let's this. Let's go upsies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dignity where? So he picks you up, places you on uh, the his large workbench, and he motions to an area that he's cleared off and he says lay down on your left side okay not uncomfortable at all guys don't worry about captain he's fine galva looks worried about captain yeah (laughs) (laughs) captain looks worried about captain (laughs) actually let me let me roll to see how worried i look what would that be let's see deception i think to hide how worried you are? Yeah. yeah deception. Or performance. What, one of those performance, two. Performance, it's a plus seven either way. I mean, actually, okay. no, my performance is only a plus four. Let's do performance. Wow. Let's do performance. I rolled a one, so... Um... Oh, holy shit! <laughs> so that's a five. Oh, buddy. Oh, no. Um, You are, like, this might be it. He looks very uncomfortable. This is how you might die on Galvin's on dad's workbench. Work oh. <laughs> After getting upsies in front of everybody. <laughs> Nobody looked. We all looked away everybody. in solidarity. I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Not after what happened last night, no. Yeah, I mean, no. Finch is just watching with professional curiosity. I expect Finch to pay attention. They are the doctor. Yes. So, as you lay down, Sid is going to go about making some preparations. Okay. And the first thing he's going to do is he is going to take this sort of gel-like substance out of a jar. And with that, he is going to start to make some runes on the workbench around you, Elias. So don't uh, move. I don't do that. And then after he does that around your ent- entire body, uh-huh. where your head is currently propped up, mm-hmm. he does a smaller semicircle around your head. Sure. Huh. Protect my head from death. With this gel-like substance. And then he says, You may want to hold your breath for a moment. Okay. I do that. So, he reaches into a large leather-bound pouch, and he, with the same sort of shining dust that he used in the ritual with Galva, uh-huh. he starts to sprinkle it about as if, like, he's kind of... You know how, like, if you're making bread, you spread flour? I feel like he's salting me to cook me as a roast. <laughs> yeah, it, it actually kind of give Like, the rest of you, it kind of looks like that. Oh, he's <laughs> gonna grind your bones to make his bread. Oh, piss. Oh, shit, so, this! <laughs> <laughs> this is how I die. This is how you die. <laughs> so, he kind of spreads this dust out in a wide berth over you, Elias. So because you're holding your breath, you don't breathe it in. Good. But once it makes contact with that gel-like substance, Mm -hmm. it kind of 
congeals into these like glittering runes. Uh-huh. It almost looks like glitter glue. Oh, I remember that shit. Yeah, you remember that shit? Okay. I remember that shit. Kind of looks like that. And then he inhales and <sighs> blows it all Dreams away. in my face. Oh. <laughs> screams. <laughs> I don't know why that was the first thing. He talking. screams, don't explode! And the collar heals. <laughs> ah, a job well done. The best magic. But he blows the dust away. His so bacon that now and fresh can... breath. <laughs> so you are able to breathe again, Zelias. Okay. And he says, all right, it is imperative that you keep still because... If I make a mistake... Bye-bye everyone, right? He nods. All right, no pressure. Would it help if I cast a spell? I can sit still, I'm an adult. Could I cast hold person, just to be sure? (laughs) Because I'm not already just undignified as hell up here. Sid turns to you, Finch, and he nods emphatically. All right, (sighs) Captain. All right, hit me. Let me know when you're ready, sir. Finch says to Sid. (laughs) He gives you a thumbs up. Okay. Finch casts hold person. I am a person and I am held. You are held. Okay. Got a minute. Uh, so hold person completely just paralyzes them, right? Essentially? Yeah, it's a complete paralysis. All right, great. If there's any sort of uh, resistance to roll, I'm not resisting at all. So Yeah, it's a wisdom save. I figured you'd just fail it. You could just say no, yeah. I right. just accept my, my person holding. Yes. But I look okay. like I hate it. <laughs> you are frozen in a permanent scowl. Yeah, basically. So Sid, knowing that he has to work very quickly, does not say another word. He leans over you, Zelias, and with precision tools, starts to carve new runes into the collar. Yeah. And I don't know if you've ever been to the dentist where you feel them scraping your teeth. Ah! It's just that around your neck. Oh, he hates it. Yeah, and it's you feel like that pressure because he does have to apply some force sure. to properly engrave this stuff in, but he's moving very, very quickly. Nice. And you feel this sort of numbness around your neck. Ooh, he hates that. And the numbness spreads. Oh. Kind of moving up your neck. Ugh. Kind of to where your jaw is. It reminds me of when I had my wisdom teeth out. It sucks. Yeah. And then kind of down to your shoulders. And it's a little alarming, honestly, because it almost feels like this is going to just keep going. You've hold personed me, so I can't do anything about it, which is good. No, it's just very unpleasant. Yep, hate it. And just to, not necessarily to add insult to injury, but because you are currently in, you're being held. Mm Mm-hmm. When he finishes what he's doing on this one side, he is going to pick you up and flip you like a corn cob. Double <laughs> <laughs> floppy cat. Oh my god. The look on Zelaya's face is just so scandalized. He's like, Whoa. Finch will refresh the spell as needed. Good. Yeah, I think Finch is timing it. So like when it gets closer, Sid will just say, doctor. Yeah, they'll just keep casting Galbol. it. Let's see, how many okay. times can I cast this actually? Let me tell you how many minutes you have to work with. Okay. Zelias can hold still, too. He's numb. He can't move. Maybe. I've been morphined. Been morphined. You're all floppy. I'm a floppy cat. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, if you put a harness on a cat and it just fucking lays down, doesn't (laughs) even try to move. It just gives up. It just gives up the will to live. It's like, ugh. It's on my torso. I can't. (sighs) Meow. Meow. 
I was going to move today, but fuck this. Fuck it. I hate this. <laughs> That's your captain. Floppy cat. <laughs> We've established this before. Um, so Finch can do this for a total of a grand total of seven minutes. Oh, oh my God. All right. So with that in mind, he's still moving relatively quickly, but he's not moving fast enough that it hampers his, his craftsmanship. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, though, Elias, he is going to be manipulating you like a doll. I will just accept my fate. Like at one point, he's going to have to sit you up. And, uh, I feel like a he'll... fucking Muppet. Yep, that's pretty much what... Don't yep. jam your hand up my ass. Your hand is gigantic. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh, no. no. Manipulate me from the inside. But he will sit you up and then kind of lean you forward and place his index finger on the top of your head to keep you steady. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and then he will turn you a little bit and just, yeah, you're basically a doll at this point. This is good. Good content. But that numbness spreads about as far as I'm going to say your entire head and then like it's about to your diaphragm like midway down your torso oh good before it stops and starts to recede okay so I'm going to say the whole process takes the full seven minutes oh there goes my fourth level spell slot hope you guys don't need any spells today don't worry and after the seven minutes is, is up Sid will stand up, crack his back a little bit because being hunched over hurts as a very tall man sucks for the small of your back. Yep. Mm-hmm. You'll hear some very audible pops and cracks. He is in Ooh. his 50s. And he says, I believe I've done all I can. And he steps aside. Now, the pitch black collar that you had around your neck, Elias, is now uh-huh. has this metallic silver inlay now. I can't see it, but that's cool. You can't see it. There are a number of engraved runes that are next to the runes that were essentially sealing your powers. Mm-hmm. And while the crack isn't filled in, the edges of it are lined with silver now. Neat. What this does for you mechanically, Elias. Oh shit, I get things? You get one thing. I love having things. You now have an extra death save. An extra death save. So as opposed to having three death saves, you now have four. Oh, sweet. So you can essentially, if you roll a one on your death save, you're not onto your last, you know, thing. That's good for everyone around me. But if you roll two ones, oh, buddy, I'm sorry. Oh, bye guys. Campaign over. But you don't feel any different other than the fact that you basically have Obsidian's word that this has made the collar more resilient. Awesome. I will accept that. Also, it looks, it, it's, it's a little blinged out now. It looks It's a cool. little blinged out. looks cool. It I'm looks still cool. not going to show it off, but it looks cool. And yeah, that numbing sensation gradually ebbs and you feel fine. And oh. the whole person wears off and you can move again. Everything about that was unpleasant. You are probably drenched in sweat now. It's disgusting in here. I'm going to say Finch is also drenched in sweat because they were concentrating yeah. on that spell for mm-hmm. seven minutes. Yeah, and Obsidian is also just drenched in sweat. Oh, we're all gross. Hey, let's this all go take a bath. This is the most disgusting room. I'm not bathing with anyone else ever again. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we have burned that trust. But he is going to walk over. You know those uh, those barrels where smiths will often throw their swords in to cool the metal? Yes. Mm-hmm. He will reach in and basically take what looks to be like a large wooden ladle. Uh-huh. And just dump water over him. <laughs> uh, and you actually... Oh, what's up? That's supposed to be oil. 
<laughs> the question well, is oil? Well, this is water. Oh, okay. This so is this water. is actually Sid's just drinking water that he keeps yeah, in here. Just... We've changed our minds. No, I'm, I'm stating that this is water. He uses this to, when he gets overheated, ah. he literally dumps water on himself. <laughs> ah, okay. That makes it sounded sense. like he was going for the bucket. No, I was just explaining that it's like that barrel. Ah, okay. Just okay. making was... sure. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> he, he dumps the oil on himself and bursts into flame. Oh, he's extra hot now. Galva, your dad is so hot. Stop ogling my dad. No, it is actual water. And you actually hear the sizzle of the heat coming off his body from the, the steam rising. So you just hear that as as steam rises. Toasty. And then he takes another scoopful of like a really large ladle and holds it out to Finch or Zelias. Like, do you want water? Uh, 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 fuck, it hit me. He dumps it on you. And it's surprisingly cool and refreshing. But I'm now soggy. You are soggy. You, are, you were uh, soggy before. I feel better, but also worse. <laughs> You're a different kind of soggy, a good kind of soggy. Now I'm just wet, wet. And then he will take another scoop and hold it out to Finch. Yes, please. Thank you. Dumps it on you. It is crisp and refreshing. <laughs> oh, that's very refreshing. This is enchanted spring water. Can I go on the floor now? Oh. Mm. I guess I could burn Featherfall, but... <laughs> uh, he, he goes, oh, and then he walks over and then he goes to pick you up to put you down and then he stops and he says, like, he looks at you like, do you want me to? Can you maybe just hold like a hand out and I'll stand on it? He puts his hands together, palms up. Perfect. I will just, and then I'll do that thing where I put my foot in his hands and he can put me on the floor like a goddamn adult, not a toddler. <laughs> yeah, he kind of just slowly puts you down. Thank you. This is weird. Less uncomfortable for Zelias, at least. Okay. But yeah, uh, make sure you note on your sheet you have one extra death save. I have done that. All right. You can die one extra time. Well, Yay! You're going to be in some serious trouble if you have to roll more than one death save with Finch around. Mm -hmm. So with that, Obsidian takes a seat and says, I apologize, I could not do more. Uh, I mean, if you were able to do anything, you've done more than any of us have. Uh, what? So I will say, I brought this up a little bit last time. Galva actually has no idea how her dad's magic works. Like, as far as she knows, it just works. It's magic. It is magic. Yeah. Right. That's how magic works. Are you asking him how what he did? Yeah. What did you do to my neck? So he says, I communed with the Neutronium. Despite the fact that it is a rare metal, it still has a will of its own. Hmm. The neutronium does not wish to break, so I merely reinforced it. Interesting. Lucky. He gave it a pep talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hang in there. You're doing great. You got this, kid. So he says, well, you see, if the neutronium breaks, it is also obliterated. That's Nothing fair. wishes to be obliterated. Most things don't. It's true. I merely strengthened its resolve. That makes it sound so cool. Getting real shonen anime up in here. That was the nerdiest thing you've ever said. You haven't heard me say many nerdy things. I know, it's crazy. All right, necklace. Is there something else you would like me to look at? Ao had a thing. Uh, yes, where, where is Ao? Well, I need to roll something real quick. <laughs> okay. See if Ao got bored and wandered off. Okay. Uh-oh. Ao's uh, currently busy 
half asleep, just kind of staring at the molten metal that's flowing around. Uh, oh, yeah, the metal river. The metal river, just staring at it like a high person would stare at a lava lamp. Oh, my like, God. Oh, yeah. She may be half asleep. I believe your friend may have fallen asleep near the liquid metal river. Uh, let, let me go make sure she doesn't fall in. Oh, God. Galvo goes and, like, picks Ao up like a football. <laughs> no, she um kneels down and nudges Ao, probably just with one finger. Ao poker. Ao. Hey, um, it's your turn. I don't think you have to lay down. Oh, oh, Captain did. I'm sorry that was not very entertaining, but we did not die. No, it's it's okay. I was just still a little tired. I'm sorry if you did not sleep well last night. It's not your fault, it's mine. Very much mine. Oh. Extremely my fault. Hmm. Don't worry about it. There's that phrase again. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good one. Obsidian starts to worry about it. Leah, she'll fly up to the workbench Mm -hmm. and uh, place down the ten rings. Right. I want to be able to use these. But I don't want to go flying around with any uh, evilness of dragons, if you know what I mean. Yes, I understand. Also, they can be not rings. I already have a couple, and I don't need ten more. That looks tacky. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, true. Do you have any ideas? So I have these boots. She'll take out a pair of boots, like the black leather punk with punky boots with a bunch of spikes that she probably wore at one of the clubs at one point. Mm-hmm. The knee-high ones? Yeah, the, the knee-high boots. Of note that I probably didn't mention last time is that instead of metal, because she's uh-huh. slightly allergic to iron, that they're all just like plastic. Mm-hmm. But it looks like all the spikes and the steel toe could be fitted with some not-iron type metal. Okay. Or at least like padded so it's not like in direct contact with her skin. Okay. So he he looks at the rings, he looks at the boots, and I think he will take a small leather-bound book, and uh, I think he'll start to, like, sketch out the boots real quick. And I think the design he comes up with is... So, basically, you know how metal greaves kind of have that overlapping plating, like, on the front? Yeah. Basically taking the rings and flattening them out thin enough so that there's five on each boot. Mm-hmm. Um, so these won't count as heavy armor or anything like that because they are going to be thin enough. Yeah. But you would still be able to have the effects of the elemental powers of the rings. Yep, that sounds good. You want to do something like that? It considers it. Oh, actually, uh, another since the, the rings are going to be flattened out, are they going to be like different colors? I was actually going to also mention, have you ever seen Damascus Steel? Like the stuff with all the wigglies in it? Ooh, the colorful ones, yeah. 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 It's going to have this sort of texture of Damascus Steel, but it's going to be prismatic. Rainbows, colors, love it. Yes. Perfect. So what he's basically going to do is he's going to combine these rings with a a small bit of Damascus Steel Mm -hmm. and like an alloy, pound it out so that the... Elements are infused evenly across each of these thin plates mm-hmm. that he's going to overlap. Like I said, five on each boot that's going to start just above the foot and go up to the knee. 
in sort of an overlapping layer. And uh, yeah, when the light catches it, they're going to look like liquid rainbows. Yeah. And what I will say too is when you decide on which element that you are going to be using, Mm -hmm. they'll probably shift chromatically more to that color. I see. That's kind of cool shit. So like a PlayStation controller. (laughs) Oh my God. God. They're like razor mice, but boots. Perfect. perfectly. So yeah, are you cool with that? Yes, absolutely. Alright. This also gives me an idea of something stupid to do as soon as he's done. <gasps> yeah! My favorite. Alright, so I mean, this is going to take a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, actually, I'm going to make a roll for something real quick. Okay. And then uh, something to, uh, a conversation that might come up during... Okay. Oh. Well, I just rolled two 16s in a row. Huh? Hmm. hmm. Minus one. Uh, so, would a 15 be enough for Ao to remember that steel is made from iron and carbon? Um, I mean, how much experience does she actually have with metals and whatnot? Probably not much outside of, like, maybe basic chemistry in school. No, nah, I don't think so. Okay. So, yeah, n- nothing going Why? on. Why? <laughs> oh, okay. Because we have those, uh, the ashes, right? Yeah, uh, that's a you you raise a, a a point that I was going to be touching on later. Remember how he said that he had an idea? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna get around to that. Yeah. So it's funny that you had the exact same idea that I had earlier. It's like I had it out of character, but I think Ao is too dumb and too tired to uh, come to that conclusion herself. <laughs> oh, sweetie. Okay. That's okay. She's getting rainbow boots. Yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, we might as well just call them razor boots. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, are you guys just going to bum around the forge for a few hours while Sid works? I'm sure Galva probably is because it's Galva and Forge. Elias wants a fucking shower. Yeah, I think Finch also wants a shower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I probably going to stick around just because she's interested in how the process works. Mm-hmm. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, this isn't exactly life or death like the whole Elias thing was, so... Yeah. So yeah, Elias and Finch, you guys can go grab a quick bath. Uh, I think Elias, you'll also be able to take a look at the collar in the mirror finally and, and see what it looks like now yeah. as opposed to being that straight black sinister looking thing it's now lined with that, that metallic looking silver mm-hmm. so it's silver and black with these new runes these protection runes on it cool actually roll me arcana i don't want well, okay fine it's a 19 plus 4 23 and what languages does Elias know again? Elias knows common, elven, and draconic. Okay. All right. Yeah, you don't recognize the runes, but they look similar to some draconic protection runes that you've seen. Okay. But they, these aren't draconic. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So that probably makes you feel a little bit better. Like, hey, it looks like... I mean, if they're giant runes, he's seen some of Galvas. They're not giant either. If they're not that? Okay, well then, what are they? Uh, roll me history. Ah, rolling you my fucking dices, huh? Oh, it's a plus four. Okay. Uh, 15 plus four. Okay. Oh, about 19. 19. Yeah. Um, these are primordial. Oh, okay. That's cool. I know that now. Yep. yep. Genasi language. Yeah. All right. What, what, what do I do with this knowledge? Oh, you can identify that you have primordial runes that are 
very plain on your neck if you if you ever keep your neck uncovered. Which is why he doesn't. Exactly. Well, I'm, I'm, there are reasons he doesn't. I'm just saying it's uh, it's might be useful information. Maybe. Now I know this. You do know this. Mm-hmm. My body is covered in weird. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, considering the amount of blessings he, that he has. Honestly, yeah. He's so full I've of blessings. I've got a turtle tattoo blessing. I've got my new necklace, which is cool. We want this boy to live, so Dude's we're just bathing blessing. him in holy water every day. Pretty much. We're just <laughs> wrapping him in endless layers of bubble wrap. Holy bubble wrap. We're swaddling him in blessings. <laughs> if you don't, we all die. Yep. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> this is the DMs going, you're going to kill yourself if you keep doing what you're doing. I need to somehow find a way to pres- make this go longer. I haven't fireballed <laughs> myself in a while. It's tr- Well, no, you caught yourself in the fireball when we were fighting in the cave. That was fine. <laughs> was it? That still counts. <laughs> that still counts! It singed my, like, coat. You only took a quarter damage and everything, but still. Exactly, exactly. But still. See, I'm fireproof. No, realistically, I'm giving you all these blessings so I can throw harder shit at you. Yeah! I resist. And take off the baby gloves, beat me with the adult gloves. Alright, uh, next, I'm just gonna start throwing out CR level 20 monsters then. Oh no. Yeah. We're all gonna die. Finally. You fight 30 Tarasks. Um. That's awesome. <laughs> Alright. Also, I have not been using the baby gloves, but this would be a boring show if I killed you all every week. Yeah. Would it, though? Yeah. Yeah. It would just be... <laughs> yeah, it would be. <laughs> Every week is a new campaign. And by the way, since I was away when it came up, um, yeah, Galva is going to stay back and do some work in the Forge because, you know, it is, it's been a while since she's been able to study under her dad. And also, it allows her to avoid the captain while she comes to grip with her own, her own guilt. Her betrayal. Her betrayal. So is, is Galva working on anything in particular? Um, I don't know. I mean, now that we're not using that uh, star steel, we might be able to use it for something else. Yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, I think so. But I, again, I think a big thing is that she kind of wants to study under her dad a bit since it's been literally years. Um, So she's mm-hmm. probably going to ask what she could help with his work. Okay. Actually, here's how this is going to shake down. Mm-hmm. He is going to explain what he's doing. Mm-hmm. He's going to work on diffusing the elemental properties throughout the metal and he's going to ask Galva to help him bond it with the Damascus steel. Okay. And help him make the plates. All right. And I think the way this is going to work out is uh, I'd like you to roll me um I always forget what do you roll with your tools with your tool proficiency? It's always an advantage, right? Yeah, it's with double proficiency. Double proficiency. Okay, I want you to roll me I want you to roll me two different things. Okay. I want you to roll me Arcana, and I want you to roll me Strength. Okay. And I guess I'm doing this with disadvantage. Give me a second. So, Arcana is 16. Okay. Thank God for double proficiency. Strength is 18. Okay. So... With Galva helping, I'm actually going to say the process is a, is a little... It only takes a, a couple of hours versus, like, six. And, uh, yeah, when you are done, Ao, you have some shiny-ass new boots. Mm-hmm. So these are also plus one boots. Okay. And they will have the same effect as the Rings of Tiamat. 
which, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, you were able to switch between elements, uh, what is it, once a day? Or am I thinking of something else? Uh, bonus. doesn't look like there's any restriction, but it oh, is a bonus. Oh, it was a bonus action. Yeah. It was a bonus action. Okay. Bonus action to switch between elements, mm-hmm. and they are plus one. Okay. So you add a, uh, one more to your AC. Oh, to AC. Okay. That's what plus one is, right? Am I, or are, these are weapons, right? Are they? Do you use these as weapons? I plan to use these as weapons. Okay, if you're planning to use them as weapons, plus one weapon then. I, uh, <laughs> uh, is that on top of the plus one they already gave, or is it uh, stay as it was? Oh, that's right. The Rings of Tiamat were a plus one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, then make it a plus two. Okay. Shit. Yeah. So when Ao tries them on, just try them on, she'll like hop from foot to foot, trying it out, switch elements realizes that the color changes when she switches elements. Uh-huh. And then she just switches between random elements as fast as you can to just make them struggle. <laughs> just, woo! And yeah, you know, I think as you start switching the elements, I feel like would Ao like maybe throw some practice kicks? Oh yeah. Yeah, I feel like when you like so like when you switch to fire, you see sparks of flame kick out from the heel. Or when you switch to ice, you get, like, glittering snowflakes. When you switch to lightning, sparks of electricity fly off from the heel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you've just got all these, uh... And I think is one, one of them is acid. When, oh, no. When you switch <laughs> to acid, uh, maybe don't kick. I don't know. Make, make a dice roll. Do you kick when you switch to acid? Okay. <laughs> well, I rolled a 17, so I think she has enough uh, will. She almost does. Yeah, <laughs> like switches to acid, like rears up to kick, thinks about it. Maybe I shouldn't mess with that one. Not here. Yeah, yeah. Good mm-hmm. job, Ao. You did it. Sid looks very pleased with his work, but uh, I think while you're doing your your little kick show, mm-hmm. Sid places his hand on Galva's shoulder, and when she looks back, he he smiles and nods and just says. You have learned much. I've been trying to keep up with it. Also, Rick, what are they called? Oh, the Razor Boots. Razor Boots, yeah. okay. After the, the <laughs> Razor, Mice, and Headset and Keyboard. Nice. Not sponsored. Yeah, not sponsored. <laughs> Sponsor us, Razor. Bro. Razor Boots plus two. We'll shill for you. So yeah, you now have amazing Technicolor Dream Boots. Yeah. <laughs> So what's uh, what's Finch doing throughout all this? Well, first they, you know, take a shower. Mm-hmm. And then... A shit. <laughs> no. Ah, uh, okay. I mean, maybe they do. You don't know. <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> That's not the sort of thing they would share. Um, <laughs> hmm, what does Finch do? Maybe they just find somewhere quiet to hang out and just chill. I feel like I need you to roll stealth to avoid Syndra. Okay. Doesn't that bitch have a life? God damn. Go to work. Yeah, she's taking care of the house. Ugh. Roll me stealth. Okay. Uh, 13. Alright, time to roll perception. Oh, you managed to avoid Syndra. Oh, hell Ooh. yes. She does not have a very high perception modifier. Somehow I'm not surprised. <laughs> and I rolled a six. Oh, so it actually, came, it actually came out to a four. Oh, uh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> wow, her wisdom's that bad. I mean, okay, that tracks. That tracks. <laughs> she feeds wild animals for fun. 
and does not understand social cues and just barrels through conversations. Yeah, her perception's not super high. Okay. Fair. Oh. No, I think maybe they hang out in the planty garden because it looks nice. It looks like a nice place to just relax and enjoy some nature. degree planty garden. Yeah, the planty garden is definitely... Actually, do you want to roll some nature? Sure. Uh, 15 is their nature roll. Okay. So, I mean, I don't think you recognize any specific species of plants or flowers, but there is a, a very expansive vegetable garden, and there's also a very nice flower garden that is very lovingly tended to. Ah. It could really go either way, whether that's Sid or Sidra. Mm-hmm. Also, there's apprentices that they might be putting to work there. And yeah, I was also about to say, too, it looks like there are a number of different tools that are both Sidra, Obsidian, and Normal Person-sized. So it looks like it's rather likely that their disciples also have a hand in this garden as well. Sure. And it's very peaceful, and you do spy some very hardy-looking fruits and vegetables that may or may not be finding their way into a care package before you guys leave. Well, that's meta information that Finch does not have. Yeah, Finch mm-hmm. doesn't know. But yeah, I think you have a, a very relaxing couple of hours to just veg. Yeah, vegging with the veggies. There you go. But I think after the boots are done, Sid will actually turn to Ao and say, now on to the matter of the fallen giants. Ao, can you gather the rest of your crew? You got it. And she'll zoom out of there to try to find the others. Okay. And while that's happening, Sid is going to turn to Galva and say, I have a question for you, daughter. Yes, what is it? I will pose this to the rest of your group, but I wanted to ask you because of, well, you seem to have taken a lot of this progenitor business to heart. And can you blame me? No, I do not. But I do not claim to know many of the teachings of the progenitors. Only things that I that have been passed down in the Lithos clan. I do know that the progenitors did not very much enjoy the notion of their bodies simply decaying in the earth. They believed that their bodies retained their will in some manner. As I'm sure you know, humanoid remains that have been cremated have traces of things like carbon in them. Now, I believe I could put these remains to use for you and your friends. Dead body swords. <laughs> Bone clubs. Uh, no. <laughs> Alright. But if you wish to part with these remains and let them rest, that is also something I can understand. I want to know, daughter, what is your belief on the matter? I, I'm, I'm not sure. We actually... Uh, the doctor was able to um, perform a ritual that allowed us to speak with his spirit, and he said that he wanted to become part of the cycle of life again, and that he didn't want his body to be used any longer. And considering what the Ether Council had done to them, I, I can understand why. I mean, what does happen to souls after is this 
allowing them to become part of that cycle? I cannot profess to know, but I do know that, much like living matter, all resources are subject to time. Eventually they decay, they become dust, they move on. Ultimately, the choice is yours. Binding them to any sort of weapon or armor does not mean that they are trapped forever. It merely means that their will will carry on. I have, in my time, had many requests to have cremated remains forged into all sorts of items. Crystals, shields, swords. The general belief is that, in doing so, the will of the deceased will persist. It gives a measure of comfort to those that remain. Now, from what you've told me, I don't know what it is that you will be facing. I do not know what horrors await you. But if their will is anything like mine, I would want to protect you. However, as arbiters of their will, I will leave the choice up to you right. and your friends. It is merely a suggestion. Honestly, I, I wish there was some way that we could ask because I'm not sure how much I trust my own judgment right now, especially when it comes to understanding the feelings of others. Can you give me some time to think, at least? Yes, of course, but be thankful that you don't have to make this decision alone, daughter. I am. I'm incredibly grateful for that. So I think with that, Ao, do you want to do anything to show off your new kicky boots to Finch and Zelias before bringing them over? Uh, drop kicks Elias. No, I don't. Wow. <laughs> fired. <laughs> Double fired. No, I mean, right now, since she's there to talk about the remains they have, mm-hmm. and uh, one, not wanting to talk to Elias alone for any longer than she has to at this moment, <laughs> and Correct. two, understanding that Finch takes this matter seriously, mm-hmm. I think just telling them that uh, Sid has an idea for how to lay the giants to rest mm-hmm. it becomes a little more important than showing off new kicks okay the question is can i find them well finch is in the garden so i think it'll be easy enough to find finch mm-hmm. where's elias after, after elias's uh shower where where's elias elias is just in his room oh, okay uh, he's not doing anything he fucking this isn't his house Okay, so, uh, I mean, if Ao would think to look for Zelias in his, his room... He's free to explore. He doesn't want to. He has a chance of running into Syndra. Yeah, exactly. She'll show him around! <laughs> uh, no, he's, he's already doing his thing. Honestly, his room is probably the first place Ao would look, so... Okay, then, if that is the case, let's just jump to have everyone reconvening. Yeah. Sure. Okay. okay. Well, alright then. So, once you have all reconvened, Sid will basically posit the same question to you all. Now, I imagine that Galva told Sid that Finch is a cleric of Kelimvor, right? Yes, of course. Right. Okay. I mean, honestly, when she was telling him about their adventures, she probably gave him some very detailed descriptions of, like, everybody's, as much as she knows about their history and abilities. Right. Okay. No, that's because that's going to inform what I say next. So. I think once everyone is gathered, Sid has now taken the time to put out some appropriate size seating for you all because this might be a bit of a lengthier discussion. Hmm. So he will sit in his giant stool and say, 
Are we in the forge again? Um, you know what? No. Good, because the fucking house is air conditioned. (laughs) (laughs) And I just took a shower. You know what? Yeah, I think Sid will agree to meet everyone inside. Sure. Especially if... (laughs) I feel like he overhears Zelias. Like, Ao goes to get Zelias, and Zelias goes, The forge again! I just (laughs) left the forge. It's a it's a nightmare house. So I think Sid will start to motion to Galway, like, let's let's go inside to have this conversation. Zelias' scream of outrage carries throughout the manor. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think everyone having a seat, Sid will kneel and say, In regards to the progenitor remains that you wish to lay to rest, I propose to Galva an alternative now. She informs me that one of them made a request to be put to rest in the earth. What I can do for you is potentially put their remains to a more beneficial use. And for the sake of time, he'll just explain to you exactly what he explained to Galva, what he knows of giant kin and, you know, I say progenitors, I said progenitors earlier, what I, I meant mean to say more is like what he believes the progenitors to be. Sure. He's still, it's not conclusive that the Lithos learned anything from the Mishmi clan, just, you know, what he's able to convey. Sure. And after he explains that, he will turn to Finch and say, as a cleric of Kelimbor, Doctor, uh, I believe that it would be prudent to hear your insight on the matter. Oh, well, I... Hmm. Well, in this particular instance, I'm, I'm going to have to say no, simply because Kavagun expressly wished that his remains be put beyond use. Um, I can't 100% for certain say that the other wished at that as well. However, given the circumstances in which we found both their bodies, I would guess that he probably felt similarly. Kavagun was a member of the Nishmid clan? We didn't actually ask Kavagun which clan he belonged to. Ogsmith did say he was a member of the Nishmid. I see. Then I put the choice to you. As as you have said, Kavagun wished to be put to rest, to, to be put beyond use. And I believe that doing something like this might be going expressly against his wishes. As for the other, I can only express what I know, and if I were in his position, if possible, I would like to do more. But, sadly, I cannot speak for him. I understand. I also, unfortunately, am unable to speak for Orgsmith, and must go by Kavagun's request. He did extend it to others of his kind, that um, any giant kin remains we uncover be put beyond use. So he's going to look to all of you and, and ask, do you feel the same? I mean, Doc would know more about this than I would. I think it's less about knowing and more about feeling. If you have any thoughts, please share them. I mean, I, I can't really say anything. We don't have any way to talk with them again, since they're, uh, Ash, but... I guess that rituals can't be performed with with their bodies as they are. No, unfortunately. 
<sighs> and she also looks at her dad like, unless you know a way, you have unusual magics. Alright, so we don't know how long they were being used by other people in the time leading up to their death, in the time after their death, when they were sitting there in those fucking tubes, right? Right. So, the way I see it, they've been used enough. Let them rest. So Sid is going to look to Galva with that, and does she have any more thoughts? I think they're right. Honestly, I wish there was some way I could keep some sort of memento of them, but that's that's more for selfish reasons. I think it really is only right that we give them the ending with dignity that they deserve. So Obsidian nods and says, very well, if that is what you wish, shall we do it now? There's no time like the present. Yeah. Galva nods. YOLO. Right. So he nods and he stands up and he says, come with me. So Sid will lead you out of the manor into the mountain. He's following the same path, Galva, that he chose to get to the large giant forge that the rest of the crew has not seen. Mm -hmm. And he will stop at that same stone door, perform the same ritual, and open up that door into the massive ancient forge, ah. which you will all be seeing for the first time. Except Galva. Ooh. Except Galva. Except Galva. And Sid. And Sid. So it is here that he goes over to the large forge itself, and he spends some time lighting it. He'll ask Galva to help him stoke the flame. And where the large sort of furnace is, there is a stone chimney that goes up into the ceiling and deep into the mountain. And once he has tempered the flame to a, a, an appropriate temperature, he reaches into a, a another leather pouch that he's brought with him, and he sprinkles it into the fire, and the fire takes on a white-hot, light-blue color. Ooh. And he turns to you all and says, If you would present me with the remains. And... Who has them? I think that would be Galva. Yeah. Okay. Gee. Here come the hazmat suits. <laughs> <laughs> Galva takes out the receptacles we put them in that are not hazmat suits. I can't <laughs> promise that they're much better than like jars, but they're not fucking hazmat suits. <laughs> they're just like the plastic Tupperware containers. God damn, no. Nice. <laughs> Some dignity. Okay, well, to be fair, I feel like a plastic Tupperware container has a little more dignity than a suit. Oh, it does. It's the last suit they ever wore. Uh, oh. Uh, I mean, fair. All right. Anyway. So, yeah, you present him with the receptacles that contain the cremated remains of the two giants. And he says, before I commit these remains to the furnace, would anyone like to say anything? So when Sid asks if anybody would like to say a few words, Finch, the grave domain cleric of Kelimvor, steps forward. And when they speak, they actually speak in the giant language, in, in giantkin. Hmm. Because that is a language they know. Whoa. 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 Yeah. Kavagun and Orgsmith, 
The work of your lives has persisted beyond your living breath and will aid those who seek to continue your legacy. Your memory will be honored in the cultivation of the earth, in the crafting of her resources, in the provision to her people, and in the protection of life. As we return your remains to the earth, may your spirits be at rest. Okay. And they step back and let Sid do his thing. I like that. Thank you. I didn't understand it. You didn't understand it, but you liked it. (laughs) Galva did understand it, and she appreciates it. She nods. Yes. So Sid places the containers on a small platter of gold, something that will melt away. Mm -hmm. And he slides it into the fire. And as the flames start to encroach on the containers and consume everything, he does that sort of primordial hymn where in a a deep bassy voice he starts humming and then sings very quietly but there's a lot of power in his voice and as the flames start to burn away everything and it starts to disintegrate further as the flames start to lick at the exposed ashes the blue flames start to change in color and hue they go into a a much deeper blue then they they spark green and and violet and and red and they start to pulse as if it was gaining life to itself and sid's own voice starts to raise in a in a, a slight crescendo and finally he closes the door on the forge to the flame and you hear what amounts to just it sounds like the flames have built into this powerful inferno that the forge is struggling to keep contained oh glad we're here and the the flame is is shooting up through the flue like through the mountain and you see two motes of light pass through the chamber that the fire is in and they lazily waft around the large expanse of this ancient forge and slowly around these motes of light you see the sort of outline of the two giants as they were in life no longer fettered by this awful technology protruding from them Mm -hmm. and they look around as if to get their bearings and they see where they are in the forge itself one of them places his hand upon the stone and kind of walks the breath of the forge, looking wistful, reminiscent. The other one merely folds his arms behind him and watches dutifully. And the one that was tracing the wall turns to his friend and they nod at each other. And then they turn to regard all of you. And even with Sid's colossal size, like they're still hulking. Mm Mm-hmm. And they walk over to you with soundless steps and they kneel before you in reverence as if to say thanks. And it is almost reminiscent of someone kneeling in service. Mm -hmm. And each one of you, an item on your person starts to glow. Now I'll leave it up to you. What personal effect of yours glows? No, my jockstrap. Oh no, not your jockstrap. Your jockstrap. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) <laughs> but whatever item, damn it, <laughs> whatever item of yours 
and if you want to uh if you want to say even now for the for those at home if you if you have an idea of what it is mm. you could say what it is but i'll tell you what it does first that item glows with a warming almost soothing light and that item of yours is imbued with a charm of heroism now it has a single charge which would allow you the benefit of a of a potion of heroism or the spell of heroism as an action once you expend that charge Mm-hmm. It's no longer enchanted, so you each have one charge. Mm-hmm. But what does remain is a rune, a giant kid rune, that merely says, thank you. Aww. Aww. On this item? On this item. It'll be, it's as, as big or as small as you want it to be. It doesn't even have to be really all that noticeable. It could be as small as, like, a bead. Mm-hmm. You know, just a little, little, little marking. Sure. Or it could be something a little bit more sizable. It's entirely up to I you. know exactly what it's going to be for Galva. Okay. Because okay. she got a ring on the same space station that had the spell heroism. So now it's oh. going to have one extra charge for a bit and oh. it's going to have the giant thank you on it. Mix. The giant rune of gratitude. Yes. <sighs> nice. I think for his Elias. He hasn't been wearing his coat on this fucking planet because it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Which okay. means he hasn't been wearing his cape <laughs> with a cool skull on it. But he does have one earring, so I think maybe for him it's that. Okay. I like that. That's nice. Yeah. It's the only, like, physical thing besides his collar that I could think of. Yeah. Okay, no, I, I like that. Because it, it'll show, like, on Galva's hand the ring will be glowing, and on Elias' ear the earring is kind of glowing with that, like, that warm light. Fuck, spiders in my ear. Ah! <laughs> takes it off throws it no i'm just kidding Zelias, you bat impotently at your ear like oh what is it what's what's going on <laughs> ao finch do you have any uh ideas i have two answers one serious and one shit post okay <laughs> shit post shit post well so the real answer what's actually going to happen is on the um ring of torm or for her it's a bracer because darius had giant fingers giant lion man mm-hmm. yes big, big, uh, big it'll furry. it'll appear small engraved um uh, Next to some of the Torm engravings on it. Okay, so yeah, that band will glow on her wrist. The shitpost answer I, I thought of <laughs> oh God. was to put it on the razor boots, and the thank you is written across the tread of the boot, <laughs> so when oh she kicks God. somebody, it just imprints <laughs> thank you on <laughs> Oh, that's good, though! I do like that very much. <laughs> that is very good. I honestly kind of like that, too. I'll let you decide what you want to do. They're both very good. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, uh, how much of a sense of humor do these two dudes have in life? Oh, boy. Well, one of them was kind of just, like, hanging back, like, a little more ruffian than the other. Yeah. I think you should roll for sense of humor. Yeah, I feel like I have to roll for sense of humor. All right. D20, how humorous. Oh, my fucking... Hmm. Hold on. Are they okay. just a pair of jokesters? Are, Are they you just adding your humor modifier? Big prank boys. Taking a picture. Oh my god. You got a 20, didn't you? Or a 1. I used my big dice, my giant dice. Your giant uh-huh. dice. That's appropriate. That's a 20. So, yep, I guess it's on her boots now. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and you said this is a rune? Like, the rune for thank you? It's a rune of gratitude. I see. Alright, yeah, I guess it's on the boots now. And I guess it, it, occasionally when you kick somebody, it's just the, the giant rune for thank you is going to be <laughs> imprinted on their fucking face. Perfect. That's beautiful. Thank you, sir. Can I have you another? Some of these <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what about Finch, Finch? How about you? Um, I want to know. 
Man, I don't really have anything that sticks out at me. Your entire sweater. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is a good point. I don't have that listed in my items because I'm wearing it. Mm. I mean, yeah, it could be your, you could just have the sweater vested on the back, like across your, like a very big rune of gratitude. Or a small one. I mean, that or you can double up on, or triple, quadruple wait. up on hairpin enchantments. Wait. Well, well, wait a minute. Your your vest has skulls on it, right? Yes. What if a, one of the skulls, like, you know, like a polo shirt has like the little mark? Yeah, the little embroidered. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What if on one of the skulls, like around uh, on like the breast area, one of the skulls on its forehead has the little rune of thanks, like a polo shirt? Yeah, I like that. But it's a, it's embroidered. Yeah, let's enchant Finch's sweater vest. Okay, Finch, your sweater vest glows. Ao, your boots glow. Galva, your ring glows, and Zelias, your earring glows, and you all mm-hmm. have one charge of heroism. And yeah, that's uh, that's it. Nice. Also, one more thing. You all get one point of inspiration. Oh! Yeah. How many do I have now? I don't know. Start using them. I have no reason to use them. Yeah, your friends keep bailing you out. I have four now. <laughs> yeah, I'm back up to three. I have... Yeah, I got three. Two. Nice. I have burned two, both saving the captain. Yep. Thank you. I appreciate it very much. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, because of your, your noble, selfless decision, you have earned their gratitude. And all got, you all get a point of inspiration. I just yeah. wanted them to be destroyed forever. I'm joking. Wow. Listen, <laughs> I figure they've been used by other people for so fucking long. Yeah. We don't even know how long. It's time to let these boys take a nap. Yep. This was going to be one of those moral choices that you see in games where you mm-hmm. can get a sick ass weapon or armor. Uh-huh. Sure. Yeah. Or you could set them free. There goes our well, ultimate weapons. I mean, yeah. It's fine. It's yep. fine. Uh, we did a good thing. We'll find different we ones. Other dead guys. <laughs> I do have to say that Finch was very happy with Zelias' response. Like, oh, thank you. Do you think good. I wasn't going to say don't make them into swords or to do? No, they they figured he probably would be like, no. But the way he sure. said it, they really appreciated it. Like, they've, they've been used enough. Let them have some rest. It was just, Let them ah. not be used anymore by anyone yeah, else. Yeah, it was yeah, nice. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Our captain says the good things. So this was this was an alignment check choice, and you guys all passed. Yeah. Well, <laughs> not really. That just means I'm not chaotic Oops. neutral anymore. Oh, maybe events with Mark have set you on the on the lawful path. Uh, we'll see about that, buddy. We'll see. I have to tell you, Finch is always going to be chaotic, anxious. There ain't no way you're changing their alignment. <laughs> Finch. But yeah, I think with that, Sid will. Uh, once the flame has snuffed itself out, mm-hmm. once it has run out of fuel to burn, which won't take long considering the intensity of the flames, he will check to make sure that the flame is completely snuffed before he nods and motions to, it's time to, to move along. Yep. All right. And as you guys step out of the cave into sort of the open air of the side of the mountain, the way the wind blows, it's carrying the smoke from the top of the mountain, from the flue of the forge. Mm-hmm. And the smoke that is billowing out is this radiant gold that just sort of paints the sky. That's normal. Yeah, it is. And Sid will just start making his way back to the the manor. Because uh, he doesn't have anything more to say. He feels like words would ruin this. They would, which is why I just elbow finch. (laughs) And I I point at the fucking smoke because it's cool. Yeah. Do you see the smoke that's cool? Yeah, I think they, they look at Zelias <laughs> first. They're like, what the fuck, bro? But then they see him pointing and they look up. Like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. They look back at him and nod and, and smile a little bit. 
Aw. Aw. And fucking Zelias gives a stupid shark toothy smile in return because he's got stupid teeth. Oh Aww. my god. That I gave him. What a clown. He what a is. big clown. He's a big old fucking idiot. Yep. All right. Is there anything else you guys would like to do on Rekvadna before you are sent on your actual mission? Not me. No. Nope. I'm good. No, I mean, okay. Galvo wants to apologize very badly, but... Oh, yeah. Family meeting will be on the ship, don't worry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, with all said and done, I think at this point, it's uh, probably early afternoon. Mm-hmm. You are given the option, obviously, Sindra would love it if you stayed another night, but she understands if you need to, you know, get on your way to, you know, find her son. <laughs> she called us here to go find her stupid son! Let's be real, yeah, she but... called us here because she wanted to see her daughter again. Yeah, there's, it's it's that, essentially. Okay, well, like, she wants you guys to find Cole, but also, she hasn't seen Galva in such a long time. That sounds like a personal problem. It is. It's a family <laughs> problem. I know. <laughs> so so she will say, she'll be like, well, if you guys have to go, but if you don't want to, you can stay. You can stay the night. You can stay as long as you want. Well, I mean, don't stay too long, because you have to go save my son. From well, because your son might rip- be in mortal danger, actually, so maybe yeah, you should no. probably go and not stay. Well, alright. So... The first thing that she's going to do is she is going to give you, Elias, an amulet. Uh, what? And this planet's giving us too much shit. Well, this amulet has a purpose. Okay. And if you will let her explain. So she hands it to you and says, okay, well, this way you don't have to pass through the scary mountain anymore. <gasps> if you just go to, like, the back, you'll see there's a, a painted archway on the stone. If you just hold this up you'll be able to pass through the stone and it'll just it'll transport you right to the base of the mountains. You've given us a fast travel device. Uh, only that can be used here because that's uh, fine. magic that, but yeah, sure. I mean, Amulet you could also, also use it to come back, you know, for when you do come back, you could just, you don't have to go through all of that. And the death mountain. Death. Yes. You no. To, yeah. You don't have to do the death mountain. This is actually the, great. The gem stalkers and the, and the Dow and the guardian of the mountain. And, and the all falling down stuff. into pits of molten metal. Yeah. yeah. You don't have all to right. worry about that because you'll just come right through there and she'll actually point out the window to this large, it looks like it's engraved in chalk on the, the back face of the chalk. mountain, like towards the back of the manor. Mm-hmm. Oh, you've drawn it. I see. Okay. Yeah. No, that's the back door. Uh-huh. All I mean, right. I, I, mean, I was I, wondering I'm, how your DoorDash orders get here. Well, I mean, I, I go out and meet them. Like, I, they don't just walk in or anything like that. <sighs> no, because like, they'd fucking and... die if they did. Well, yeah, but it, it's supposed <laughs> to be... Listen, I made it through the, the mountain when I first got here, when I first met Sid. Yeah. So, you know, it's a, it's a test. It's a test of valor and strength and character and, you know, all the fun stuff. It's I don't uh, know, The it's fun lit- stuff. Yeah, had a great time. We need to go. It's a those thing. I don't really get it either, but... Uh, know. Fair enough, I suppose. I, I have a question, though. Well, Yeah. When Galva left home, why didn't she have one of these things to go with her? Honestly, yeah. Oh, because, I mean, she was probably didn't want anyone to, you know, get a, a hold of it. You know, things going on with the adamantine authority and stuff like that. <sighs> I I didn't think that I would have any trouble uh, with, with getting back. I... Yeah, it's fine. I mean, All right, that's fair. I was never attacked by the mountain itself or the guardian of it, so... Um, Fair enough. I guess it decided to take the kids' gloves off with me this time. Well, and you handled it like yeah, a Yeah, because you got so big and strong! <laughs> thank, thank you. Huh. Oh, so anyway, you've Next. got the amulet, and then uh, she drags a incredibly large 
sack over. And <laughs> it's bigger than she is. It, it is, actually. Oh, no. oh, Lord. And she just sort of shoves it towards Galva and says, so I packed you a couple of things, um, um, just some stuff from around the house. You know, I, bu- I packed a bunch of stuff from your uh, room and, you know, just something. Oh, uh, there's some you know, some vegetables from the garden yes. and <gasps> some fruits. Uh, oh, and some leftovers from this morning uh, and from course. last night. Uh, and I, I packed uh, your manga collection. Uh, and the whole thing. I, <laughs> yep. And I, I packed your favorite beanbag chair. Ooh. And um, what? Uh, I mean, it's uh, uh, what good is it doing here? It's not like anyone uses it in your room. You could put it on your ship, and everyone can use it and have fun with it. And I packed some stuff for Cole. I packed some of Cole's books, and uh, I, well, I, did, I didn't know if I should pack his computer, so I left it. I think I should leave that. I, mm, yeah, you know, it's oh, and I packed. I, I got some newspaper clippings in there from when you were arrested. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't laugh. That's <clears throat> I'm. Th- did you turn them into a collage? Yeah, I figured you could put it on your fridge. Oh my god! Please, can we, Galva? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, we can. <laughs> collage and fridge. I, I put some of your old notebooks in there. I didn't look in them today. Oh, uh, thank you. And uh, oh, let's see what else. What else? What else? What else? Oh, uh, I put this rock in here that I thought that was really neat. It reminded me of you. Okay. So here. oh good you've brought mini galva incredible look it's got her scowl finch is just staring at this bag like this is good it's a rock it doesn't have it okay well it just it made me think of you so i decided you should have it (laughs) all right (laughs) thank you it was just a nice smooth gray rock i I saw him like ah galva hey we should go this is awkward. We're burning daylight. Yeah, no, come on. She's going to start shoving you towards the door and be like, go save my son. Oh my God. Hold and don't forget to call. Hold on a second. Make sure you call. Galva sits the sack down. Oh, okay. And she kneels and holds her arms open for a hug. She looks surprised, but also incredibly touched. <laughs> and she just throws herself in your arms. Aww. She, All right. Oh, now the rest of us escape before she tries to make us have a fucking group hug. <laughs> I search leaving okay bye so she's like oh i'm gonna miss you so much it's so good to see you again good to see you too be safe okay i will and i'll try not to make it such a long wait until the next time yeah and you know call us a little bit every now and then don't rely on greasy reese to call us because he always he (laughs) talks a lot but never seems to say anything and i don't know i don't like that that's insane. Wow. Huh? <laughs> Elias had walked away, but then he just did a quick about face. He heard the stupidity and came back, <laughs> back to say that. Talks um, says nothing. Gee, who's that sound like? <laughs> Besides myself. Shut up. All right. <laughs> Zelias is in the corner yelling at himself. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And Galva will let her, her stepmom go. And uh, she's not letting you go just yet. Okay. Ah, one of those. This is going to go for a couple more seconds, and then she's just going to yell, Sid, come say goodbye to your daughter! (laughs) Damn. Oh. God, I love her. And Sid steps out very meekly and uh, makes his way over and just nods. He doesn't know what to say. This time, Galva will show her character growth and step forward and hug her dad. 
Yay! Hurrah! Ah. Hurrah forever. And he is going to hug her back, and he is going to just very privately whisper, take care of them like I know you will. Of course. And take care of yourself, Dad. And he nods and releases you, and then he will turn to the rest of you and say, thank you for looking after my daughter. And he will bow. I will do finger guns. It's honestly been an absolute pleasure. I think she looks after us more than we look after her. Also that. Is that a team effort? He nods and smiles, and as you turn to leave, he does say one last thing. He just says, uh, Captain. Hey! Don't forget. Vaz. Vaz, yeah. I, I won't forget the Vaz. Do not forget the Vaz. I, I definitely will not, pinky swear. From way over here. And he nods with a bit of a smirk. I wiggle my pinky at him. Uh, and he wiggles his pinky back at you. Oh my and god. And I kind of just cringe a little bit. And I'm like, alright, we need to leave. Galva <laughs> looks is completely baffled. <laughs> yeah, Finch also looks incredibly confused. Yeah, Ao does too. I think we just had a just moment. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and uh, with that, if you hold the amulet aloft, the uh-huh. stone starts to ripple as if it were liquid. Ooh, wet stone. And as you pass through, it's almost like Dimension Door. There's no lengthy winding tube that you're shunted through or anything like that. You just step through and you emerge on the other side of Ravana's Palisades near where you left your truck. <sighs> well, shit. Wish we had this on the way in. I also wish that we'd had that on the way in. <sighs> yeah. I didn't want to mention it in front of Syndra, but um, I lost my old one. you know what that's 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 fair fair and understandable you've been through a lot since you left home it's true that is very true all right so with that you guys without any trouble you guys make your way back to the ship and you can begin your journey to brionis but first but first before we get into family meeting There are a couple of other things in the bag of note that you probably should know about. Yeah. Uh (laughs) It seems that Syndra snuck in some presents. Of course. Of course. This is a very generous planet. So each of these presents has like a little sticky note with who they're for on them. (laughs) Hastily written in Syndra's handwriting. For Zelias, there's a couple of things. There's a star-shaped stress ball. (laughs) A nature magazine featuring an article about Komodo dragons. Okay. Three pirate-themed coloring books. Oh, my God. <laughs> and a stuffed toy parrot. Great. Where the fuck did she get all this shit in such short notice? Around the house. Just things she had. Yes. Just giving us her junk from, like, she's re-gifting her shitty, like, Christmas gifts to us. For Finch. Uh-huh. A secondhand t-shirt for a dwarven death metal band. Oh, the fuck that's awesome the board game operation oh no <laughs> no and a variety of halloween decorations with clearance stickers still on them oh my oh, god. god none of which are skeleton themed <laughs> oh. oh pumpkins and bats for ao mm-hmm. a pair of child-sized costume fairy wings oh my god a shoebox half filled with cheap glow sticks the kind that you have to break to use Ooh. and a single sky dancer Oh my god. I remember those. And the base? Did it come with the base? No base. No base, okay. No no base. 
Sindra does a lot of thrift mart shopping, yard sales, things like that. I, Great. I, I, I'm pretty sure she just got these ideas from things she saw on the wanted posters. I've always wanted a shoulder parrot. Well, now you have one? It has little <laughs> Velcro feet so you can stick oh, it on your shoulder. Oh, look at him. That's adorable. <laughs> I put him on my shoulder. This is going to sound very strange, but this is actually one of Phoebe's favorite bands. Really? How did she know? This I is incredible. I don't think she did. I think she was just trying to come up with something for Death Song. Well, she hit the ah! nail on the head with this one. The Halloween decorations are awesome. Good effort. Um, no skeletons, though. But that's all right. We're putting the bats all over the fucking cockpit. So the dwarven death metal band is named Clangadoom? God damn it, Ant. <laughs> I'm not even mad. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now now you have all of these random items and all this crap that Sindra packed for you. <laughs> and food. Yep. Leftovers. And food. Oh, yeah, lots of food. You guys are stocked. Oh, that's the best part, actually. Galva's going to just put the manga and the beanbag chair and whatever else Sindra packed from her room. She's going to put it in her room on the ship to worry about later. Oh, also, there's lots of fresh bread, though, stuff that Sid stress bakes. So, like, there's a bunch yes. of rolls and croissants, croissants and muffins. All the muffins. So, there's just a bunch of that, too. No complaints. You better eat the bread quick, though. Yep. So, that's what my parents are like. <laughs> wow! I'm not going to lie, Galva. They're wonderful. They're pretty hilarious. I like them. Yeah. They seem all right. But damn. That's all I got. Good talk, everyone. Good talk. Yep. <laughs> and then you all part ways to your different quarters of the ship. I'm tired of looking at you. I'm going to get out. Anyway, so when would you like to do this family meetings, Elias? So I feel like, I mean, we're going to plot our course to go to where the fuck ever we're going. Yeah, once you let Moot and... know where you're going, Moot will take care of plotting the course to Brionis. And then we put our stupid shit away. All that shit. All that stupid shit. And then maybe, like, just... An hour or two to just kind of get settled on the ship. Okay, we're back on the ship, going on a ship ride. Mm-hmm. Making sure all of our shit's in order. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I fire all of you. Oh. Well, no. Oh, damn it. Shoot you into a into a planet. <laughs> you, just, no. you open up the door and you just say, everyone, everyone walk out. out. <laughs> I'm going solo. No. Anyway. So I think a couple hours in, uh, Zelias is going to get on the beaker? We have a speaker? There's probably an intercom system. An intercom system? Yeah, there's definitely an intercom system. Okay. Um, and he's just going to order everyone to the bridge. I think Ao's going to roll insight to into it what this might be about. I should probably say it in character then. How would he say it? That's up to you. Hey, dipshits, get on the bridge. Oh, well, it's a serious matter, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah honestly, it's probably just going to be something like, uh, everybody report to the bridge immediately. Ooh, that does sound serious. Immediately makes it sound important, yeah. It does, wow. It might not actually be, but... So with disadvantage, uh, Ao still rolled an unnatural 20. That's good. I think she knows exactly what this is going to be about. Yeah, you little fuckers are in trouble now, You know what, bitch. I'm gonna roll insight too. Because I was gonna be like, there's no way Galva doesn't know. And then I remembered that she is rolling things with disadvantage right now. Right. She slept so badly last night. Mm-hmm. Poor... 
poor thing. Well, that's an eight, so I think she's she's a little hopeful. Maybe I won't be fired. You won't be fired. It's fine. Eo comes into the bridge like she's on death row. Oh, no. <laughs> it's fine. Zelias is sitting in his captain's chair. He's got his fingers steepled like fucking Gendo. Oh, my God. Oh, God. <laughs> I just like the way that sounds. And he'll he'll just wait for everybody to shuffle in. Finch shuffles in. He did order everyone to the bridge, so that includes the other ones. Moot! Um, and the dead one. Wilhelm. 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 Yeah, they can come too. It'll be a fun, fun, exciting time of day for everybody. Yep, Wilhelm is on his Roomba. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just the mental image of everyone marching in all dutifully, and then fucking Wilhelm just scooting in on a goddamn Roomba. Everyone's moving a little too slow for his liking, so he's just bonking them. Like, <laughs> in the back of the foot. Yeah, come on. Never mind the fact that Ao's flying, he still manages to float up just enough to bump bonker. Oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> I like that. I'm trying to I'm trying to visualize in my head. He's sitting in his chair. So I'm assuming his chair swivels around. Yes. Okay. If it didn't before, it does now. Exactly. And I'm picturing the cockpit in my mind. They've got the going forward direction, there's the console where you fl- do shit at. Then his console in the middle. So if he turns around, there's nothing there. So uh, I don't know what it looks like behind him. You guys are standing there, I assume. Finch goes to their seat. Oh, okay. They'll go sit down, you know, where they normally sit when we do ship stuff. Yeah. That's fine. I mean, it doesn't really matter what you guys do. Okay. I'm killing you anyway. Galva is standing at full attention. Okay. She is not making eye contact. She she looks like this is like a drill sergeant thing. Oh, perfect. Even though she's the only one at full attention. A court marshalling. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck, motherfucker. Uh, how about Ao? Is she just kind of next to Galva? Yeah, you know what? I think she's next to Galva at this point. That's probably good because if Zelai had to swivel in two different directions to talk to both of you, it would have gotten awkward. Actually, I want to say um, she might be... Like a step or two in front of Galva? Uh-huh. Like not directly next to her? Sure. Considering how she's going to respond to what she figures is coming next. That's fine. She's very small, too. It helps. I can see her better. Okay. So he waits till everyone is assembled. Um, Does he unsteeple his finger? Yeah, I think he does. He crosses his arms. But he's still in his chair because he's important. And he says, all right, so first of all, I want to apologize to the two of you for trying to shoot you with magic fire. I may have overreacted just a bit. Just a smidge. That's fine. I, it was warranted. Yep, there. Uh, before you go further, I just want to let you know it was my idea. Mm-hmm. Ao. So, if there's anyone to be punished, it should be me. Ayo, I had it. Let let me take responsibility for my own choices. <laughs> they giggled a bit. Don't worry about it. Don't ignore it. It's fine. Ao and Galva start folding over each other to try to protect <laughs> no, the other. No, I did. Listen, <laughs> Galva's not trying to protect Ao. Galva is trying to take responsibility for herself. Sure, 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 sure. Although I do like the idea of Ao trying to fold over Galva and just plastering herself on, on Galva's abs. Like, no! <laughs> Very good. I don't know if they have anything else to say. I was No, Ao's just being dumb. Oh, okay. Galva's also done. 
Yeah, no, she said her piece. Yeah, I just don't want to interrupt. Of course. Like an ass. I'm like, all right. Uh, that, whatever, that's fine. Um, I just want you guys to know that I am not angry anymore. I'm just a bit disappointed. Do they look sad? As you rightly should be. Just a bit. That's fair. Yeah, I thought so too. At this point, I think I would rather the fireball. <laughs> I know, right? That'd be much easier to deal with. Uh, oh, gotta simmer down. I'm not angry. I forgot. I just said that. Okay, no, I'm back. It's good. So, you're never gonna do that again, right? Uh, of course. Never. Absolutely not. Never. Okay. Good. Because I did not very much appreciate it. It was, uh, kind of shit. Yes, it, it was... Kind of a shit thing to do. Incredibly rude. Very rude, yes. It was disrespectful both to you as a person and as our captain. Yeah, that. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, very much. She doesn't know how to handle being disciplined as well as Galva is. Yeah, that's fair. And Zelias isn't very good at this type of discipline because you know him, he likes fireballs. Yeah, Galva's actually the one who's better at discipline, so she's mostly just disciplining herself right now. That's fine. She's doing a great job for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is what you, you, happens when it's your enforcer who needs enforcing. That's fair. She's great at it. All right, well, I suppose that's out of the way. Um... You are forgiven. I'm sure you were worried about that. Maybe a tiny bit. Ayo just nods meekly. Oh, little Ayo. I I appreciate it, but I would like to make up for it any way that I can. I'll just keep being my meat shield, and I think you'll be probably paying that off in like a week, maybe? Yeah. Honestly, I think you guys are fine. If you're sure, Captain. Yeah, I... Shit. Yeah. Honestly, I've never been in this position before, so I'm a, I'm a bit like a fish out of water, you might say. Do I make you both clean toilets for the next month, or do I just let it go and we move on from here? See, I'm still, I'm still kind of in the learning phase for this, but we'll come to that later, I suppose. <clears throat> so, well, the two of you saw something that you were not supposed to see, and Doc... You might want to listen in on this part as well, because as my doctor, it does sort of concern you to a certain degree. Oh, all right. Uh, all right, you weren't there. Ah. All right, hang on a minute. So Finch does not know that Zelias has weird scales, the color that they are. Correct. So, yep. I don't know if you've noticed in the drawings I've done of him, he's got sleeves that go down to like his... What are those things called? Elbows, right? Mm-hmm. But on his left arm, I believe, he's kind of got like a little bandage wrapped around just below that sleeve area. Hmm. So what he does is he tugs his sleeve up a bit, he unwraps that bandage, and he's got a little patch of scales there, just right there on his arm, mm-hmm. that that bandage was covering up. And they are those little gold scales. Yeah. That those, those nasty girls saw, but... Nasty girls, that's mean. I mean, we kind of are. But yeah, he he will show that to Finch. 
also. And I guess since Moot and the Dead One are there, they also get to see it as well. The Dead One? Wow. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot the name of Dead. Wilhelm. Um, Wilhelm. I almost called him Millhouse. What the fuck? <laughs> That's not <laughs> even close. It's not. Same amount of syllables, I guess. But anyway, yeah. yes, you see this. Oh. Wow. Um, <laughs> wow. Shiny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think Finch is going to take a couple of moments to sort of calculate whether to ask this next question. I mean, you can. But then they go ahead and ask it. Yeah. Didn't you... I may have misheard. I thought you were draconic bloodline from a red dragon. That is what I said. Oh, okay. You did say yes. that. All right. I'm not misremembering. Uh, big fat lie. Um, Totally not true at all. <laughs> well, um, I can see that. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, this is actually very difficult to explain because I've never had to before. Not even Reese is actually aware of this. Um, there's maybe only a very small handful of people that do know. So, as you can see, my bloodline is not red. I am the descendant of a golden dragon. But I'm... Mm, nobody else can know, if that makes any sense. Probably not. It's very complicated. And I'm trying to put my thoughts in order, he says out loud, but it's also out of character as well. Wow, complicated. I know, right? I made a complicated boy. Yeah, you did. So, Wilhelm actually... No, uh, fuck gonna... Wilhelm. I'm... Go ahead. Oh, all right. <laughs> Wilhelm is gonna pipe up and say, uh, if this is over the line, Captain, obviously let me know, but, uh... If no one could know, I imagine this is a little bit more complicated than just an image thing. Uh, yes. That is correct. So, hmm, where to start? So, there's only one family, as far as I'm aware, that is the descendant of a golden dragon, and they do not know that I exist. Which is weird! And, um, kind of awkward, because I am also wanted in a certain system for murdering a member of their royal family a long time ago. But there's a whole lot going on with that, which is why I just say, oh, I'm a red dragon, and so the murder's a little bit less, um, sketchy, if that makes sense. That does make sense, yes, um... Perfect sense, honestly. Oh, good! <laughs> Golden dragons aren't known for being murderous. Yeah, murder! That's <clears throat> not not a great thing. Also, Rio. Huh? I'm opening up the floor. Does Do you care if anyone makes rolls on stuff that you just said? You can roll? Okay. I'm just, um... Trying to remember how to word my words. I would love to roll... Right. Some kind of history. Yeah, same. On all this news he's talking about, or this family. All of it. Yes. Okay. God. Well. Gala doesn't know shit. She rolled a four. Oh, boy. So, with disadvantage. Oh, that uh, wasn't even with disadvantage. The two rolls were a, uh, after all modifiers, an 18 and a zero. Cool. Oh, no. Oh my god. And yeah, you guys are still on disadvantage, so... With disadvantage, that's a three. It's a good thing that Ao and Galver are dumb. Alright. Honestly, she might have known something if she had gotten some sleep last night. Oh, poor baby. There was no help for Galva. 
That's okay. There's never oh, a lordy. for Galva. Oh, sweetie. Oh, but Kiwi got a 19. I rolled a 19. Yeah. So this is a history check. So, uh, Ao and Galva, you don't know shit for shit. <laughs> you got nothing. Sounds like my girls. Yep. Uh, Fitch. Yes. So, just as a reminder to myself, what Zelaya said was that there's one family that is known to be descended from golden dragons. Golden dragons. One family, I should specify, that isn't of draconic blood. Like a dra- the What are they called? Dragonborn. Dragonborn. Right. Like actual dragon- dragon bloods. Like actual dragonborn people, because obviously we've run into those. Yeah. Right. Yes. Well, no. technically. Yeah. But this is draconic bloodline. This is draconic a different bloodline. thing. Yes. This is these are elf and human and like yeah, dwarves. Yes, I forgot the word for dwarves. So there is only one family with a draconic bloodline of the golden dragon type. Is that correct, Rio? Like that? That I'm... is correct. It's one known family. One known family. Yes. Yeah. So with a nineteen for history, Finch. Mm-hmm. What Zelias is saying that you know he killed someone a long time ago about a hundred years ago there was some pretty urgent business on the planet gyorix and i will put this in the chat for your notes gary gygax yes gary 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 gygax planet okay gyorix so the royal family of gyorix the golden drake family one of the daughters of the Golden Drake family, Amaranzia, was kidnapped by bandits and was subsequently murdered. And sadly, these bandits also met a very swift and unfortunate end. But as far as details regarding the murder, they're sparse. It was pretty much over and done with. It was an unfortunate bit of business. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, considering what Zelias is saying, this seems to largely check out. At least yeah. as far as you know. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. And yeah, so the king of the Golden Drake clan is also King Varlin Golden Drake. Finch would also know this name as well. Yeah. With a With 19? A, yeah. Very good. Nice big fat roll. Well, that's something Finch knows. Yar har fiddle dee dee. That's correct. That is something that Finch knows. Um, is Finch going to say anything or? Nope. Okay. <laughs> I'm just like, fuck this. I don't care. They're going to bring it up later in private. That's a good idea. As Finch does. Yes. Finch never Finch shares with class. Yeah, no. Uh, I'm full of secrets I'm that I cannot share. Murder. You could. No. I can't. No. You could. <laughs> nope. Finch is a pinata of secrets and you'll have to beat it out of them. Oh, God. And if you do that, I'll blow everyone up. Oh, no. Wait, what have I done? They'll take the secrets to Try their it. grave. Maybe they'll come back as a haunted skull. Yup. Who knows? All right, so. So, there's that. Okay, yeah, he just said. Look at my scales. I did a murder. Oops. The end. <laughs> well, I, I honestly didn't realize I would be discovering a secret of that magnitude. Um, and I, I sincerely apologize, and I swear that I'll... I'll Take that secret to my grave. That'll teach you and, to peek on me naked. No, I'm just playing. And um, even after death, if anyone tries to interrogate me with one of those rituals, I will still keep my, my lips sealed. Galva, oh, that's hardcore. And I appreciate it. 
<laughs> that is hardcore. And also definitely something you can promise because um, the spell does not compel ah, truthfulness. Thank God. It's kind of a stupid thank spell. What if, okay, but hold on. So what if someone casts Zone of Truth and then they cast that one? You can still choose not to answer. Ah, there are ways around Zone of Truth. There we go. You know what? I, you're the smart one. I had a whole class in getting around that. I can believe it. On getting around Zone of Truth. Yes. I I can also believe it, yes. It was part of the fairy law course. It does make that sense. That makes sense. <sighs> but I won't tell anyone either. Honestly, I'm probably going to forget it at some point. That, that I hope so. It would be best if all of you did, but uh, it's it's out of the bag now, I guess. Just don't tell anybody. And it'll be a lot safer for all of you in the future. Certainly. When you say safer, do you mean from you or from From my enemies? Not from me. God, what am I going to do? Blow you up is what I do. But I'm not going to. Because um, that would be rude and it would not do me any good. Look, there's a lot of people that are yeah. pissed at me for doing a murder. So, <laughs> I mean, if you're working with me, then um, that's not a good look for you. But we'll just never go back to this part of the galaxy, and I think we'll be fine. Um, you mean the part where the, I did a murder? Part we just left, or the right? Okay, no, I wanted to clarify because you said this part. So, and Galva's still kind of looking, you know, not making eye contact and looking awkward. Oh, no, 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 no! We'll be back to this part. I mean the the murder part. This part's fine. Yes. Uh... Murder part, not not fine. Well, I suppose it's lucky the galaxy is as big as it is. To be easy to avoid one small part. Space is a very big place. Hey, that rhymed. So, Wilhelm's been quiet uh, since he piped up before, and he just goes, Show, uh, hey, Captain. Hey, Bonehead. Uh, since, uh, since when has there been a murder you haven't wanted Get to it, take credit Bonehead, because you're a skull. Um... Yeah, no, I got that. Quick, uh, you know, trying to ignore the question. What was the question? Since when has there ever been a murder you didn't want to take credit for? Like, I mean, I've seen your reaction when when bad things happen in the news. Like, if you're not credited for it, you get pissed. Uh huh. Well, this one's just a little bit complicated. It was. I I I, I kind of my. I mean, first big oopsie, I suppose you could say. Um, are, are you wait? Are you saying that you popped your murder cherry or something, and you're embarrassed about it? Like, hey, are the, you just speaking out your arse again, saying crazy shit? I'm just, you know, listen. You, this is what you're giving me to work with, Captain. I'm just. Why do you phrase things the way you phrase them? Because the way you said you were like embarrassed about it, or it's something. It's not an embarrassment. It's just listen. All right, you know how the Ether Council and the Adamantine Authority are bad news. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So me going back to this system with this particular murder, if someone connected me to it, it would be like taking the authority and like the Aether Council and like multiplying them by 73 and lots of death. Um, Mostly I would die. And as a black hole boy, I would take everyone with me. It's a very specific Why'd number. Why'd I call myself that? 73. <laughs> I'm not sure where that came from. It would be very bad. I would like you to roll me, roll me persuasion. I can do that? I'll persuade you that I'm right. Um, oh, yeah, I definitely will. <laughs> 17 plus 7. 
Okay, 24. Let's see. Yeah, I guess. Is that math? All right. Wilhelm, uh, if he had shoulders, he would shrug and be like, all right, I don't know. It still doesn't add up to me, but uh, you seem to know what you're doing. You've been pirating long you, enough. You uh, don't have fingers. You can't do math. I, I probably do math better than you. Don't need fingers to do math. Um, maybe you don't. For what it's worth, Captain, um, if we ever did have to go, you know we wouldn't let them murder you, right? Yes, but... I I just because you try not to let someone do a thing doesn't mean they're not going to do a thing. Also, as I have said before, you would all also be in very grave danger just by association. Well, sure. Which is why I never took my other crew that way. I don't go that way. We won't go that way. We have no reason to be over there anyway, so it's fine. Can't wait for Zelias's loyalty mission. It's going to be nuts, isn't it? Yeah, it is. We still haven't done my first loyalty mission, which is finding my crew. That's true, yeah. So, uh... Mail refrains from mentioning that because he said that, we're going to head over there. That's typically how these things work. Yeah. <laughs> Might not be for a minute yet, though. That's tempting the fates, or what the fuck ever. Yeah, it was making mental preparations to, uh, what will happen when they go there, eventually. We need to be at least level... Uh, level 40 52 I'm playing okay guys you've got a long way to go yeah either way if anyone asks uh red dragon bloodline me okay just look at the red coat and keep that in mind it's red right red red all right got it blue yeah that's fine whatever all right good start telling everyone you're blue dragon you can do that. Just don't say that I'm a gold dragon. Can I say you're a gold digger? No. Okay. Well, that wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. He's not trying to marry for money. That you know of. That I know of. Doc, are you rich? Joking. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Man, if we ever get fans, the shipper's going to lose their mind at that. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it, idiots! <laughs> no, it's fine. That one diehard Zelias Mark shipper is just like, no! <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. After the fucking, like, oh, everyone, red dragon meat. Okay. Also, by the way, Galva, they said you have a tattoo of a turtle? Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, right. I, I. Is it cool? I mean. When you snuck on me in the bath, you didn't see one on me, did you? Um. Yeah, actually, I did. It's not on my butt, is it? No, it's... Um, look, uh, <laughs> just it's roughly on the same spot as mine. Um, and she starts pulling her robe off and turning around. Oh! Oh, free show. Damn. <laughs> she doesn't always keep it on! <laughs> fair, fair, fair. I mean, does Ao still have the picture on her phone? She does, but after seeing Galva starting to take off her robe, she's not going to pull it out. <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, little Ao. Ao's neurons are firing again. <laughs> hey, she's back. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. No, it's great. Ao's wonderful. <laughs> so Galva takes a seat on the floor and pulls oh. her hair out of the way and leans forward so it doesn't fall back. And yeah, you can see. Oh, it's a little turtle. Yeah. Look at that. Weird. The turtle tattooed us. She branded us. Yeah. Strange. Really know what the rune says. Um, uh, turtle. No, I mean there's there's a draconic rune in the design. He squints at it. Aunt, what does it say? I read draconic. I don't remember. I don't know. If no, I can't tell. It's a little smudged. 
hold on. <laughs> <laughs> That's not important, but I want to know. It's the draconic runifer. It says strike. Oh, okay. Ah, I'm going to tell her in character. And Zelias, yours is resist. Okay. I can't see mine, so I don't. I know. I'm just saying for now so that That's we have fine. it. Okay. Right, don't forget again, like an asshole. I will tell this to, to Galva that her rune says strike. I, I guess that makes sense. You good for st- stabbing. That's what I do. That's true. I'm sorry that I, when I was spying on you, I just, I, I guess I got a bit I, I, excited. I, I don't, I've never had um, a matching. I mean, I, I know I'm good looking, but. No, I. That's a joke. <laughs> uh, uh, that's, um, no, no, I meant that, um, yeah, she's flustered. That's fine. He's an asshole. I've never had a matching tattoo with anyone, and I, Aww. I knew that I, there was probably no way you were going to show me so well considering i wasn't trying to show anybody anything right i yeah i didn't i I mean i guess i was just it i i was excited to have that sort of connection um you know it's weird and special and i i i guess i forgot that the more important part of connecting with people Ah, uh, yeah. Don't look at their butts. <laughs> Just kidding. It's fine. I I get it. It's it's fine. Cool turtle tattoos, they match. I like that, actually. It's fun. I love that we have that. We share that turtle bond. Yeah, I guess we do. But... I, I Yeah, just don't do it again. I guess. I've, Not that, you know, it matters now. The cat's out of the bag. I'm a bag of cats now. Right, but I, I understand if you don't want people spying on you, that's normal. I mean, I'm a little self-conscious about the scales in general and all the scarring, but it's fine. It, uh, well, the scars nah. are what they are. Yeah, they, well, they're there. Um, I did want to give you something as... Uh, call it a peace offering, Captain. Okay. And she takes her bag of holding and has to rummage in it a bit, and she pulls something out. So... And how did you say that it should be described? Like what it's going to look like at first? Do you remember? God, I don't remember. I think no. you were saying it, it's going to look like an urn or like a... Ju- oh, yeah, like an urn. Oh. You know, an urn or a vase. <laughs> an urn, huh? <laughs> Real perception, if I'm allowed to ask that of you. <laughs> yeah, good. I'll... Here we go. Uh, that's a 13 plus my perception modifier, which is four. Okay. 17. So despite the first look, it is not a vase. Okay. It is one of those big jars that they use for um, storing sake. Okay. This is a giant sized container of alcohol. Sure. Oh, it's got alcohol in yes, it. Yes. That's what I said about sake. Well, now you win. Um, <laughs> except that I can't feel the effects of alcohol. For... That you know about yet. I don't know that yet. All I know is the mimosas didn't do a lot for me this morning. No, they didn't. Hmm, weird. <laughs> weird. She's like, all right, I would go easy on this. This is the strong stuff. Oh, whoa. And I mean, you'll probably want to make it last a while and also not die. Zelias climbs in. <laughs> no, <laughs> I live here. So save it for a special occasion. I snuck it from my family storeroom. Stole your dad's booze? Yes. 
it's the good stuff. They have a few others, and I left a note. Dear mom and dad, sorry I stole your big booze. That's what it said, right? Roughly. Sure. So, do you mind if I add a little bit of flavor sure. to this? Yes, honey? please. What flavor is the sake, Ant? Well, on the large jug, there is some writing in Giantkin. And it says... There are no regrets but what's in this jug. <laughs> <laughs> Galva will translate that for him. Oh, that sounds deadly. Yes, so... Sounds like a challenge. It certainly does. Maybe another time, though. Yes. Like I said, go easy on it. I will. But it's it's very good. I cannot wait to try it. I will put this somewhere. Thank you. <laughs> you try and move it, it just stays there. Uh, just, right, well, I might have to have you yeah, move just it. Just tell me where you want it. Kitchen. Seems appropriate. All right. Is there anything else? Not from me. No. I gave him his okay. vase of alcohol. So Great. before we start moving things along so we can end tonight, there is one other little order of business that I forgot to do. Oh. But uh, I could work it in here. It's fine. Okay. So, Galva, when you return to your quarters, when you hastily unpack, you know, tossed everything from Syndra's care package in there. Yes, from the many, many gifts that her family just throws yes. at people. There is one item in there that you don't immediately recognize. It's just, it's a small, plain metal box. Mm -hmm. It does not look like it came from your possessions. She's going to take a look at it, see if there's any sticky notes or other identifying markings on it. Uh, nope. Huh. Nothing on the outer, outside of the box. Okay. She is going to carefully open it and hope that Cinder didn't throw in something by accident. So, what is in here is... A small ball-peen hammer. It is gleaming silver, and it has some familiar runes on the handle of it. You recognize them as runes that Sid would often use. Mm -hmm. On the inside of the lid of the box, there is a small folded note. Oh, she's going to unfold it and read it. Okay. In very nice, crisp, formal handwriting, is it says... Grab life by the ball and peen. <laughs> <laughs> wow! <laughs> oh my god, Scott. Perfection. <sighs> okay, so it just says, and it's going to be written in uh, Primordial. Mm -hmm. And it says, so you always know what to trust. And then it's going to have a small little wax emblem, the Lithos Clan emblem on it. Hmm. And... What this is, and there'll be a little card with it too, so that you know what it is. Yes. It is a hammer of identify. Oh. So you have a magic item. Mm -hmm. You just tap the little hammer on it and uh, you'll know what it is. After 50 sessions. Yes. We finally get the identify spell. This is the 50 session bonus. We can finally identify shit. Yeah. yeah you can properly identify things. She's going to test it out on all of her magic items immediately. Uh, and they, yep, tink, it little, little, tink, tink. it pops up in your mind's eye, all the information about those items. Huh, neato. Incredible. She is vibrating with excitement. Her mood has definitely picked up now. She just starts running around bonking things. <laughs> <laughs> tapping. Gently tapping. Tapping. Just tink. Just a little tap, like a tuning fork tap. Tink. Give a little tap, tap, tap. Does not explain tink, herself tink. to the rest of the crew. Yet. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. 
I wouldn't have her any other way. Hey, let me see all your magic stuff, Tap. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Cool. So with that, you have your little hammer, your ball-peen hammer of Identify. Woo! And let's get going, shall we? Yes. Let's yeah. start D&D now. <laughs> all right. Good prologue, everybody. After four hours, let's start the session. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. So it's going to take three or four days to get to Brionis. It's out there. Mm-hmm. And it's not exactly like adjacent to Rakbadna. It's like on another entire axis of the nebula. But as far as planets go, it's a pretty unremarkable world. No crazy weather patterns, no orange water or rainbow colored skies. It is a very run of the mill rock based planet. And as you approach, Moot will uh, make their usual call to the bridge for everyone to come gather and decide where exactly you wish to land, what your plan of attack is, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Moot will call everyone. Uh If everyone would report to the bridge, we are approaching Brionis. I go there. We we go there. We we assemble. I arrive at the bridge. I look very cool as the captain. You did it. There, I'm doing story. So the good news is there isn't any type of a blockade. There's no advanced adamantine authority presence, despite this being an embattled world. You don't really have a lot of issues coming into Brionis's uh, orbit. But at this juncture, Moot will say, where would you like me to set down, Captain? Now, we discussed this. I don't remember. Well, we don't want to land in Fort Olor. Yeah. Yes. We had a spot. Do we have a spot picked out? We didn't have no. a spot picked out because we don't know where the guy is. Okay. Not Fort Olor. So just as a, as a reminder, Fort Please Olor do. is, it's a large Adamantine Authority base turned actual metropolitan area. Uh-huh. It's like a military city. And yeah, you don't want to land in Fort Olor because it is fucking Adamantine Authority controlled. Sure. But... It's not like passage onto the planet is expressly forbidden. You don't need a lot of clearance or anything like that. You just need to be not ostentatious and come in guns blazing. No, we just got to be careful. Yeah, you just got to be careful. Just act casual. Probably land somewhere like we belong here. But Fort Olor is where you pretty much presume Galva's brother to be, considering that is where they're, sh- it seems where they're shipping a lot of new recruits for basic training. Sure. Well, that's where the email he received from the Adamantine Authority told him to go. Okay. Yes, that's where they, they dispatched him. Yes. Okay, so somewhere near Fod Olor, but not within any sort of distance that they can pick us up, like landing. So you're going to need to likely land a good distance away? That's fine. Well, okay, so I have a question. Okay. Obviously, Fort Olor can't be the only city on this entire planet if it's populated. Right, it's not. Neighboring town or something? Yeah, what other neighboring towns are around? What other cities could we go to? And would they rat us out? Why don't you guys roll me some insight? Okay. I assume we no longer have disadvantage. Yeah, no, it's been a couple of days, you're good. Mm -hmm. Some days. You've slept. You're not... I've slept. Up anymore. I found a good spot for my beanbag chair, and rolling normally did not save me. Oh no! I got a six. I also got a six. Hell yeah! Matching Hell yeah, turtles, sixes. matching rolls. Yeah. Matching idiots. Good job, guys. Wow, we have thanks, the buddy. turtle tattoos because we're real slow. 
All right. So double sixes. Yeah. You, nah, it doesn't matter where you land. Sure. Ayo and Finch. Who rolled what numbers? Yes. I mean, yeah. Do you guys want to go ahead and say it for those at home what you guys rolled? Yep. Yeah. I got a 21. Finch rolled a 19. He was paying attention. All right. So what you know about Brionis is that, like I said, it's an embattled world. Not everyone on this planet obviously wants to join the council or the adamantine authority. However, that doesn't necessarily mean that everyone on the planet is of like mind. What you kind of need to weigh your options are, do you land in a, even a smaller town with a, a spaceport and hope that adamantine authority doesn't have more sway there than the netherworld initiative? Or do you just maybe try and land somewhere unpopulated and chance that because you don't really have any method of contacting the netherworld initiative Mm -hmm. also of note this isn't a completely rustic world the other thing you might need to keep in mind is that adamantine authority believes kimran novogard to be here so they're likely going to be keeping an eye out on ships that make planet fall Mm. I only rolled a six. I also yep. only rolled a six, but out of character, I don't like that. <laughs> good luck, Finch and Ao. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, good luck, guys. They don't want to lose Nova Guard to any getting off world or anything like that. So while they're not straight up stopping people from coming and going, they're at the very least taking note of who's coming and going. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I suppose we have a couple of options. Um, we can pick maybe one of the smaller towns that has a spaceport and hope the Adamantine Authority doesn't have a whole lot of influence there, or we could try to chance it somewhere unpopulated. But if the Authority does notice the ship coming in and we land somewhere completely unpopulated... That's suspicious. Uh, more likely, yeah. Yes. Hmm. <sighs> chances are they've already seen us come in. That is possible there is another thing to to keep in mind Uh if you land somewhere in the wilderness you have a chance of potentially hiding the ship somewhere that is also true which would at the very least if they try and lock down the ship while you're away from it they would have to try and find where you guys came in from you know Mm -hmm. yeah can camo can't it yes Moot can, in fact, camouflage. All right. Can they fucking camo on the way in? I mean, if you tell Moot to do that, yeah, they could. Sure. And it would be harder for the enemies to spot our incoming ship. I mean, you're already in orbit. If if They've already probably noted that a ship has come in. It's a matter of how recognizable is the reliable. Okay, so... Can we backtrack a little bit? Can we maybe have had this discussion before we got into orbit instead of like showing up on the doorstep and and then like with our thumbs up our asses making a plan? Gee, I wonder what we should do. Yeah. Yeah. That, yes. (laughs) I feel like we would be smart enough to do that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's say we did that. We did that. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. So we probably want to make the reliable look like a different ship. Right? I would think so, yeah. Yeah. That sounds like the best plan. And I mean, the question then is, do we then sit down at a town and continue to have it 
look like a different ship, or do we sit down in the wilderness and have Moot cloak even better with actual camouflage? Hmm. Because that might be the better option if we... I mean, as long as we remember where Moot is, um, <laughs> we're going to have to make a trip either way. I'm not sure I would want to do it to a settled area. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Probably better to stay as far away from civilization as we can, at least as far as the ship goes. And I mean, it's not like we don't have transportation. We do have truck-coon. Why do we call it that? Yeah, we have a truck! We call it that because it's truck-coon. That is its name. I find myself unable to argue with that. <laughs> Alright! <laughs> I mean, it sounds good to me. Um, Everybody else, we like in the plan? Hide in the bushes? I mean, it's as good as any. Yep, sounds reasonable to me. All right. I do have to wonder, though, how thoroughly can the Authority track ships once they've made planetfall? Like, if we move from point A to point B to point C? Well, there's also the question of how much they can afford to track every ship. This is not like Ragbadna, that you don't have such tightly controlled ports here. Right. Why don't you roll me some technology? La okay. la 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 yeah. technology. Oh. Alright. Rather than talking out of my own ass about my assumptions on the world. Zelaya's got a 12 tech. Finch rolled a 14. <sighs> Oops. Sorry. Holy shit! 23, not 213. <laughs> 213 tech! Holy shit! I take back everything I said. Galva's dumb today. She rolled a 6 tech. That's okay. That's okay. Ao rolled a twenty-three. I think we'll be fine. <laughs> Ao rolled a two hundred and thirteen. Ao is the fucking matrix. <laughs> nice typo. Very good. Let me just hack into their system and uh, shut it all down. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> okay. Go in there, dodge the bullets. So really, I think Ao, you're the only one that has any type of idea of the capabilities here. And the thing is, it's entirely dependent on how expansive their network is. So obviously. Anything really close to Fort Olaf, they'd probably be able to track very easily. It's a matter of, again, they're keeping an eye on the world itself. They don't want Novogard sneaking off or whatever. But this isn't like, this isn't a, a heavily trafficked world, so to speak. So there's not hundreds of ships going in and out of the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't be impossible for them to see the ship, uh, like the size of the Reliable. Yeah. They're obviously not like, oh, this is a large class cruiser. They're calling in reinforcements or anything like that. This is big enough to still be kind of a personal vessel, like on the big side, but still. So, I mean, if you go rural, they might just be like, oh, maybe it's just someone who ordered a shipment of something, you know, like a farmer. Yeah, like a merchant vessel or something like that. Merchant vessel, anything of that nature. It's just a matter of how well has the authority mapped out Brionas? Do they know... What's out in the sticks? Like, do they, like, hey, this ship kind of landed in the middle of nowhere. This seems kind of odd. You don't know. That's something that you're going to have to gamble on. Yeah. Uh, I, I do have one follow-up question to that, though. Okay. Less about, like, their capabilities, more about the raw technology itself. Mm -hmm. So, like, when they're tracking, is it a case that they can track you pinpoint accuracy no matter what, or does it lose uh, resolution as you get closer to the planet or something like that? 
Like, is it harder to track when you're closer to the planet? I think if it comes down to it, it wouldn't be pinpoint exact coordinates. Mm -hmm. It would be probably broken down into, like, quadrants. Like, not huge tracts of land, but sections. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, they wouldn't be able to pinpoint where you land, but they might be able to get an immediate area. And depending on how rural it is, at that point, it's like, you know, it gets a little less specific. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's more accurate towards larger city centers and more populated areas just because of technology in general. Yeah. The more rural you get, it's more of an approximation, but that doesn't necessarily mean they wouldn't be able to send people out and take a look. It would just take, mm -hmm. it would take them more time. So the question I had regarding that is, uh, the idea I had was we start going, like we enter the atmosphere as if we're going towards one of the outlying cities, mm -hmm. and uh -huh. then close to the planet, kind of veer off course to more rural areas. So like if they see us coming from higher in orbit, they say, oh yeah, that's just going to the city, whatever. And then like close to the planet we can hit, like maybe go more towards like a farmland type of thing. Obviously not like directly on the farm, that's dumb. Right. But like maybe like a little off of a highway near a farm in, in a wooded area. I mean, yeah, it's definitely possible to do that. Again, it's it's a bit of a gamble. Mm -hmm. Well, kind of follow-up question to what Scott was asking. So if we're doing quote-unquote local travel, like we're just, you know, making short hops planet side like we did on Doth, where we were basically using the reliable like an airplane. Uh-huh. Would they be tracking every single ship that does that? So could, we could even like, for example, land in port A, hang out there for a day or whatever, take off, and then scoot like halfway across the planet to land in port B. How much of that could we guess that they would be tracking? See, that is a bit of a harder question because that at that point is left entirely up to the people at the comm station. They might see a blip see where they're going and it's just it's just a matter of how well do they do their job how devoted are they to tracking this stuff for the authority how satisfied are they in their lives right now yeah yeah it's, it's unfortunately at that point it is completely up to human error yeah or elven or dwarven or, yeah humanoid error <laughs> there we go you know what i'm saying like mm -hmm. you may very well get the one person that's just like Ah, uh, fuck it. I'm just not here today. Like, maybe they drank all night, and they're just like, whatever, there's a ship. Doesn't look like they're doing anything major. Or you could get that one person who's hyper-vigilant and say, okay, we gotta check this ship. They're doing something weird. You don't know. Well, since mm -hmm. we're playing D&D, &D, we're definitely gonna get that second person. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna make some rolls. Oh. Since we're playing D&D, &D, we're definitely <laughs> gonna get that second person. Hmm. I think we're we are overthinking this a lot. <laughs> I put the ship on the floor. And <laughs> uh, it does the dinosaur. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I, I would say we just go to um, near a highway. Maybe there's a force near a near highway. Mm -hmm. That way we have access to roads to make an easy exit if we need to. Mm -hmm. And that reduces like the humanoid chance okay i'm fine with that that's good here is my question to you how many hours by truck would you put your put it yourself out of fort olor let's put it that way probably one two hours yeah that sounds reasonable like most farmland tends to be one two hours outside of major cities yeah okay. i like that 
Sounds good to me. All right. Yeah, that sounds fine. All right. So you um, find a, a spot distance-wise that is approximately about two, two and a half hours out. Mm-hmm. Does that sound fair? Yeah. Sure. It's not real time driving, so I don't care. No, we're going to role play all two and a half hours. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, crazy bus. <laughs> so are you looking for something that is uh, has some like reasonable tree cover? Tree cover, mountain cover, like foothills. Okay, you'll Covered. probably be able to find trees if you're looking for more like farmland, like open area mm-hmm. farmland. Yeah. yeah. You are probably able to set the reliable down in a reasonable sized wooded area. Okay. Okay. Are you making the reliable look like something in particular on the way in or just generic spaceship number 6732? Can we disguise it as trees? I mean, on the way in, if you if you want to disguise well, on the way in, trees on the way in, sure. Listen, the trees are falling out of the sky. There's nothing is conspicuous about that. We're getting low on trees. We need to add some more trees. We better download some more trees. I'm just picturing this, uh, sir. You might want to review this footage. It appears a, a cluster of trees is making planet fall. <laughs> I'm just picturing a bunch of adamantine authority officers just looking at the screen and just seeing a bunch of trees. We're going to land near the marinara trench. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Anyway. Anyway, I'm thinking we disguise ourselves as like one of those shipping truck ships. Like a merchant vessel? Not merchant, like more cargo. Ah, yeah, yeah, I like that. Something that you would normally see like going to a farm to do a pickup. Ah, all right. Farm ship. It's got John Deere tractors right on the side. Mm-hmm. The entire tractor. Nuts. Okay. <laughs> the logo. Okay, that makes more sense. It's Joe Dyer Deer. There we go. Okay, so you guys make Planetfall. Mm-hmm. You are disguised as a as a cargo vessel, and you sit down in a uh, a wooded area that that where the trees are tall enough to conceal the reliable. Huzzah. And before you guys disembark, Moot will say, Is there anything I should be aware of before you all leave? Don't let anyone on the ship unless it's us. Understood. If the authority comes to investigate the area, what should I do? Uh, you can't take off without us, can you? I cannot. Hmm. Can you operate the guns without us? I cannot. Ah. Damn. Hmm. Hmm. Um... It appears I was designed with a number of failsafes. That's stupid. Well, could you contact us? Yes, I believe I could contact you. It'd still take us like a couple hours to get back here, though. Right, but we could probably help moot through the situation. I could tell them knock-knock jokes. That's <sighs> not hilarious, actually. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Noted. I will tell the intruders knock-knock no. jokes. Um, no, <laughs> don't tell them knock-knock jokes. Keep the doors locked and don't let anybody on board. And if they blow off the doors, um, um, scare them off the ship. You can't, alright, no, when you said scare them, <laughs> you can kind of tell that Moot just starts to smile very slowly. Oh, oh no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> scare the ever-loving piss right out of them. Alright. I will scare them. I love that. I love how enthusiastic you are about this. I like this idea. I 
I'm so curious as to how you would do so. You have learned some things being with us. Now, when I say scare them, I don't mean show them weird furry porn. No, I have been playing a game called Five Nights at Frankie's. That's okay, guys, let's go. All right. Actually, people remember, if you're going to go with jump scares, there has to be some tension first. You can't just go with it out of the gate. Yes, of course. I will let them explore for a little bit. (laughs) But not too much exploring. No. Make some creaking noises. What I found works really well. Really quiet lullabies in another part of a ship. Oh god, Ayo, that's cruel. I am also capable of rearranging my interior. I will keep them walking in circles for hours before I brutally scare them. Holy shit! Yes! You have (laughs) learned some things from us. This is great. This is the best thing you've ever done. And you haven't even done it yet? I love this. Fucking, we live in a fun house. We really do. <laughs> all right, I I think we've got this covered. Um, do also get in touch with us. Yeah, I mean we can at least start making our way back if they're in your location now. And this is the most important part, Moot. Yes. If this happens, record every second of it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put it all over the internet. It'll be great. Of um, course, Captain. Maybe we shouldn't put the interior of our ship all over the internet. Ah, fair enough. All right, it'll just be our little secret. Exactly. We'll keep the video as a fond memory for ourselves. Perfect. Very well, Captain. I will make a personal recording if I am infiltrated. Awesome. Glad we had this talk. Yes, please be careful. We will be super careful. You too. You be careful too. Galva, I hope you find your brother. Thank you. I hope so too. And, uh, so yeah, once you disembark in Trukkun, the Reliable will cloak itself to look like some old trees, like just kind of, you know, a couple of trees that have fallen over, stuff that you would see in the middle of woods. Not falling out of the sky, mm-hmm. just Not already on the, the ground. <laughs> just, you know, something nondescript that something, and you know, <laughs> hold on, I'm going to make oh. a quick roll here. I'm going to pull an AO okay. and I'm going to make a roll. Uh-oh. okay so there is one thing that kind of stands out but it might keep people away Uh so on one of the uh low-hanging tree branches there is just a like a straw effigy of a person that you would see like the blair witch project or something oh man so if people do come to investigate well they might be in for a surprise that's great boy unless it's like the ones you get in uh, that dlc in resident evil 7 where you're the punch guy, you're the boxer, and if you collect those little straw effigies, they just make you punch harder. Oh my god, I forgot about those. That was a good DLC. Anyway. That was a good DLC. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, no, just, uh, now the place just looks vaguely haunted. That's fucking horrible. I love it. Very spooky. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, yeah, I thought you would. Alright. Um, vroom vroom. So you guys load into, uh, truck hood and, and start making your way to Fort Olor. I guess Who's so. driving? I'll drive. Elias. I'm the captain. Okay. The captain always drives. Yeah. I got good decks. Okay. So you got a little bit of time to kill. Do you guys talk about anything or you just sit in stony silence? Did everyone pee before we left? Yes. Okay, good. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, radio or? What radio stations do they have on this I planet? don't know. All country. We can try and find a... Like a news radio, see what's going on. Let's uh, let's do that. Who's riding shotgun? Oh, okay. Finch. 
I can't fit in shotgun. Okay, Finch can ride shotgun. A- Ao and Galva can fit in the back. Galva's in the back of the truck, she right? She is always in the back of the truck. I forget, is truck good a, a flatbed truck? I don't remember. Yeah, it is. Okay, Ant. You said he's like no. a cargo truck. Did I? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, it's like a covered truck. Okay. Yeah, that's right. it is like a covered. It'd have that's to be right. because we used him to sneak a Galva out past the. Uh, that's right. That's in, right. In the car show. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. It, it's not a full semi, but uh, I think it's got like that little canopy over it. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. yeah I remember. I'm picturing something vaguely Hummer shaped, and it's all enclosed. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much works for me. Cool. Okay. So Finch's shotgun. Finch gets to find the news channel. Okay. They they look for the news channel. Okay. Um, I mean, you, you go through, like, music and various types of stations. You do come across a, uh, a channel, like a public access channel, that is broadcasting some news. It is nothing notable. A lot of it is just sort of everything is fine. Like, you know, anything that pops up in terms of the Netherworld initiative is usually, like, news along the lines of these people were captured or... There's a group of dissenters, you know, causing havoc. Like, they're always painted very negatively. Mm-hmm. But nothing in regards to Nova Guard or anything of that nature. The most that you get is they're basically saying that, you know, the rebellion is likely going to be put down soon and that citizens of Brionis should be thankful and uh, the Ether Council is looking forward to finally accepting them in, into the coalition with open arms. Things like that. Cool. Cool. I keep looking for other radio stations. Can I find <laughs> NPR? No, I don't want any any of this this pro authority shit. Where's the regular stuff? <laughs> roll me technology, Finch. I roll technology to turn the knobs on the radio. Here I go. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, that's a twenty-two. Oh damn! <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Really hates the radio. Yeah. You don't find uh, like NPR. You do, however, as you're turning the dial, you pick up a weird frequency, and it's staticky at first. It's like in between stations. Mm-hmm. It definitely sounds like okay. See how I want to describe this. Have you ever heard of back years and years and years ago when people used to build their own like little radio stations in their dorm room? Like they used to pirate the airwaves and they oh, have yeah. their own little yeah pirate radio, their own like yeah. little transceivers and stuff like that. So it's got that sort of tinny, staticky sort of reception, and it sounds like someone is just droning off numbers. Okay. Oh, fascinating. Okay. What are the numbers? Um. Is this important? Roll me insight. I'm oh, rolling insight. Okay. I'm also rolling insight. This I'm is so cool. curious about your mystery numbers. Oh. Oh, fucking nice. Oh, that's a decent roll. I got a 21. Not an amazing roll, I got a but that's 14. A 14. Oh, hey, 14. Ah, 19. Doing, now we're Dance. twins. Nice. Oh, guys, we did good. Yeah. We're so bored on this fucking car ride that we're paying real close attention to these numbers. So the numbers can mean a lot of things, but this is definitely almost assuredly a uh, Netherworld's communication station. The numbers are definitely a code. You don't have the code breaker you know, the the key, the decipher it or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So they could mean anything from coordinates. They could mean marching orders. Certain numbers could mean different units or small factions and giving them orders on, on where to move to or to like informing them of maybe where the adamantine authority is moving so that you have an idea. But they're clearly using, and this is an old type of frequency, something that the advanced technology of the 
adamantine authority would likely overlook okay like someone taking an old walkie-talkie into a verizon or some shit exactly it's like the space equivalent of a tin can radio or the tin can Uh, phone you know what i'm saying okay that's dope so uh finch gets a hold of moot yes doctor what can i do for you can you tune into this radio frequency and finch will give them the frequency so moot says i'm sorry i do not recognize that frequency it might take me some time to patch into it all right um Please work on that, and once you are able to listen in, um, right now what it's doing is just rattling off numbers. Um, if you could give that a listen and see if you could decipher that. Of course, Doctor. I will do what I can. Thank you. And I would like you guys to roll me perception. Okay. Uh, okay. Oh. Not That's bad. a good number. I like good numbers. Oh, is shit. That sarcasm? No, no okay. you're good. Uh, I got 23. I also got a 23. Yeah. I got a 22. I got a 5. Oh. <laughs> I got a rock. It's okay, Galva. You're in the back. Yeah, I was going to say, you're in the back. Um, So, you guys, uh, you know, rumbling down the road, and as you come around a little bit of a bend, you see something that you, you probably wish that you hadn't. Oh, good. Dead horse? No. Oh. It appears that there is a checkpoint set up ah, by the authority. I wish it was a dead horse. And a couple of Adamantine Authority officials are stepping out into the road and holding mm. up their hands to stop you. Cool. What do we do, guys? Well, Finch reaches into their bag, pulls out the hat of disguise, and calmly puts it on Zelias' head. Zelias, <laughs> who is about to cast a fireball out the window, realizes maybe I shouldn't. And Finch changes their appearance. Um, I think they'll just go back to... They were a drow once on Ricardo, so they'll just go back to that cute drow lady. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. What does Elias's disguise look like? I'm curious. What? Well, Finch put it on me. I don't know. I think you control the hat once it's on you. Yeah. Okay. Um, what are these guys wearing? The Adamantine Authority? Yeah. They're wearing Adamantine Authority uniforms, just standard issue uniforms. Like, what rank? They're just basic soldiers. They suck. Private, I imagine. Okay. Do I disguise myself as a fellow private, or do I disguise myself as somebody very important? But they'll want to see my credentials. That's not going to work. Do I disguise myself as a fireball (laughs) and kill them? (laughs) You can also disguise yourself as, like, like a just trucker a farmer guy turnip farmer i like that I'm, npc you know disguise what? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. uh i'm a generic npc probably trucker maybe farmer man number 73 okay okay now what is that a better idea than hmm i don't know i guess i'm a turnip farmer now okay Turnips. all right you're a turnip farmer yeah i can't think of anything else you're a, a rustic turnip farmer and i guess this is the pretty drow lady wife Sure. sure. She's real into turnips. Fucking loves turnips. Listen, turnips are a turn off. Oh. Don't talk. So what do we do about big old Galva in the back? Can they see her or is this like fully covered? It's fully covered. Okay, fuck them then. And uh, Ao is also in the back? Yeah, Ao's probably in the back with Galva, so she's not alone back there. Our two most conspicuous party members. Good. Okay. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they're putting up their hands in order for you to stop. Which I do. Okay. And uh, one of them walks over and kind of taps on the window for you to roll it down. 
Which I also do. With a, a clipboard. He says... You said he has a clipboard? Yep, he has a clipboard. Okay. And he says, uh, oh, good afternoon. Well, howdy. <laughs> this is my voice now. Good. Howdy there, partner. Oh, How are you doing? <laughs> I have to do a voice. What can I do for you today? Well, that ain't my voice. I changed it. Uh, You can be Cowboy Orc again. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. And I lost it. Oh. I, I did like Cowboy Orc. He was kind of a... Uh, you could be Orc and Wilson. I can be Orc and Wilson. <laughs> I, I'm going to try to be Orc and Wilson. All right. Hey, partner, how how you doing today? Oh, doing just fine. Uh, you are entering the Fort Olor area. I just need to go through some official bureaucratic paperwork. You know how it is. Oh, yeah. The fun stuff. I understand. Sure. Go ahead. So, uh, what are you going to Fort Olor for? Business or pleasure? Oh, I am going for business, sir, but I might take a detour into Pleasure Town if I have time. Isn't that right? And I turn to Finch, I wink. <laughs> oh my god. Because I'm a douche. Um, so, he says, understood. Uh, so, what type of business? Well, are we just going into town to pick up some supplies. Understandable. That's not a problem. And I would like the two of you to roll me perception, Finch and Elias. Oh no. I rolled a 15. 18. Okay. So while Zelias is chatting up this one uh, officer, the other one appears to be moving around the opposite side, like where you are, Finch, on the passenger side, mm-hmm. examining the truck with a sort of a small flashlight, checking the wheel well, getting on the ground, looking underneath the chassis. Okay. And he starts moving his way towards the back. And he says, all right, uh, I'm going to need your... Your license, uh, registration of the vehicle, and uh, we're going to have to do an inspection of the vehicle. Sure, sure. Now, let me see. I feel like, and Mm -hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, Mm -hmm. I am a master of bullshit and forgery. Okay. I feel as though I would have had the foresight to make us fake IDs for the truck. Okay, A, a fake registration and fake license. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and say Zelias probably has, like, a playing card deck of identification. Sure, and if you want me to roll forgery for you for the, the, the quality of these forgeries, I yeah, can do so. I would like you to roll me forgery. Okay, let me roll my dice. Let me roll a 16 plus 7 as a 23. Okay, pretty good. Not some of your best work, but passable. You know, it depends on how hard they look. It's a 23. Yeah, my my forgery was a success. Okay. I think. I, I don't know. I rolled a 23. I'm going to make a couple of rolls. Sure. So. Hmm. Okay. So uh, you hand him the ID and I guess mm-hmm. the registration for the car, for the truck, right? Yeah. He takes a look at it. He takes a look at the ID and he says, uh, just one second, I gotta make a copy of this. Sure. And he is going to head to the guardhouse that is currently uh, at this checkpoint mm-hmm. and the other person who is kind of making his way towards the back he you know he's checking out the rear rear well on the passenger side mm-hmm. and he stands up and comes back to the passenger side knocks on the passenger side window okay Finch rolls it down okay and he says I'm gonna need to ask the two of you to step out of the vehicle please Finch glances over at Elias. Um, I mean, I guess we might as well. 
We can take them. It's fine. Sure. If we kill them, they can't tell anyone we're here. <laughs> so, Zelias will give Finch a nod and be like, all right, let's just do what the man says. All right. Top right on out of this car. Finch shrugs and this. exits the vehicle. He will motion you over across from, like, so if you're looking at the checkpoint from behind the truck, the guardhouse mm-hmm. is to the left. Sure. There's a gate. The truck is parked in front of the gate. And then there's yeah. a, a structure to the right that isn't necessarily a guardhouse. It's just part of the checkpoint. Sure. He's going to motion Zelias and Finch over to the passenger side, away from the, the, the truck. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he's like, and you just stand here, please. All right. We can do that. And the person who was asked for your license and registration comes out with four other officers out of the checkpoint, mm-hmm. the guardhouse. Okay. And they start to move to the back of the truck. Uh, I'd like to roll insight on the dudes. <laughs> sure. Roll me insight. Just trying to get an idea for what I should do next. I would also like to roll insight on the dudes. Mm-hmm. Damn, I'm on fire tonight, guys. Uh, unnatural 20. 18. Okay. I'm going to give you guys two different things, actually. Okay. Okay. Finch, they are going to be checking the back of that truck. Something tipped them off. It's the weight. Yeah. The... Damn it. Sorry. Um, now, Zelias, you surmise with your very well good insight, you probably got one of the only decent checkpoint guards that you've ever seen. Like, usually they're just, they don't give a shit. You got the one overachiever. Wow, <laughs> I was right. Yeah, we should have just killed him when we got I here. I rolled a 20. When I rolled, I rolled a 20. Mm. Oh my god. That's good. Good job, Ant. Uh, Alright, Doc, should I just kill him now, or... Well, what would you do in mm. I have no love for these men. I'm going to give you guys one reaction each because the one that is currently next to you, while he doesn't have his weapon drawn, mm-hmm. he could do that very quickly and the others are pretty much about to open the back. All right, Finch. Should I fireball the guys? Ao and fucking Galva will totally be safe inside the truck. Trying to think of a way to do this without killing these guys, but... Oh, but they're in my way. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, um, I would like first to say that Galva's shield is set to fire and just polymorph Galva into a cow. I can't see you. Yeah, you can't. But it'd be some way to get a brief line of sight. Um, if I can see you within range, but if you're in an enclosed truck, I can't see you at all. Yeah, sorry. Galva shoves her hand up. Guys, sometimes bad things happen. No! You gotta go with it. Erupting Earth? <laughs> no, because that'll put our car in difficult terrain. Yeah. Um. Mm. Fireball. <laughs> Hold on a minute. If you just deal with the guy near near or like send a message to Aor Galva saying like shit's gonna about to go down and just take care of the guy near you. Well, I definitely will at this point. Uh, do a message cantrip mm-hmm. to. I can't see Galva or Ao. They're both in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And let them know that the dudes are outside the truck, checking the truck. So if uh, Ao might message back, since the cantrip allows two-way communication? Yeah. Yeah, I'll say Ao with it. That's good. Are we talking our way out of this? Or are we fighting our way out of this? Ao, I have a potion of gaseous form. Kel has gas. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's not gonna help me. It might. <laughs> Galva has gas. I'm sorry that you're in there with Galva with gas. 
Ew, that's terrible. <laughs> yes, potion. Potion. Oh, um, Jug. I think Ale will just turn to Galva and nod. All right, she quaffs the potion of gaseous form. So if Ao like licks the dribbles out of the the she no, has five vial, of them. No. Will she have enough? She does have five of them. She has five. Yeah. Oh, give one to Ao. Both of you can be farts. <laughs> oh my god, I love this. Actually, I forgot you had this. All right. And then they look in the truck, and it's just full of like weed <laughs> vapors. I mean, it's just your standard farm stank. Yeah, yeah. There we go. All right. <laughs> so yeah, I guess Ao's also taking a clap. That's a good idea because Galva does a quick tank of the glass for cheers and then knocks it back. Mm-hmm. All right. You both knock back your potions of gaseous forms. And how long does that last? I forget. Is it an hour? Yes, for one hour. Okay. You guys are farts for an hour. We can end it when we want, but we don't want to end it right now. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you quaff your drinks and you become clouds. Galva, you become this grayish, almost smoky, wispy cloud. Uh, Ao, you exploded to glitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. That's not conspicuous at all. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> We're having a party back there. <laughs> and just as soon as you finish dissolving, those doors are thrown open. And the four soldiers look around, very puzzled. They look at each other, then they, they look to the guardhouse, they look to the officer that is standing next to Finch and Zelias. Zelias looks super chill right now. Okay. One of them, uh, you know, actually two of them climb into the back of the truck. They start poking around, knocking around. You hear them hitting walls, dunking. Maybe I'll like lean into the guy next to me like, so, um, y'all just, you do, was anything wrong or you just, uh. Kind of poke around in everybody's truck. I understand. You gotta be careful and make sure nobody's smuggling anything weird in or whatever, I suppose. Yes, it's a routine inspection. We'll be done shortly. I guess I'm not in too big a hurry. Yeah, you're fine. Don't even worry about it. Can I get one more perception roll from... All of you could roll perception. Oh, okay. Okay. Let me disperceive. Oh, this one's not as good. I got a seven this time, plus uh, four. I got an unnatural 20. Got a 14. I got a 17. Hell yeah, you guys. Okay, so Finch and Zelias seems like business as usual. I mean, you don't Mm. don't notice anything too out of the ordinary or anything like that. Sure. Inside the truck, however, Galva and Ao. These officers pull out a... A sort of like scanning device. Mm-hmm. Oh, you guys are gas. You can escape. yeah. You can just filter out the far side. Of Let's the- go. Let's there you go. Slowly float just, away. Just uh, hover around his butt. That's uh, fine. No. Become a fart. Mm-hmm. They are scanning the entire interior of the truck for any sort of invisible glyphs, anything that might be magic. Oh, stay mm-hmm. out of range of their scanners. And it sounds like they are talking in very, very hushed voices over earpieces to somebody else and you hear one of them say this doesn't make any sense uh the weight of the truck was just there's there's a weight discrepancy but i'm not seeing any sort of magical actually quick question and this is something that i don't know if we've ever covered the potion of gaseous form what happens to the bottle it does dissolve right yeah, I believe it dissolves with, like, if the person's holding it, then it dissolves with them because okay. the spell 
takes all of your equipment with you. Equipment, Man, right. I was trying to catch you. No, I just wanted to make sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's fair. So yeah, they're like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, given the weight, there's had to have been uh, at least five, six people back here. <laughs> Smuggling dudes. Maybe your guy needs to take a nap. He's obviously seeing things. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Maybe our tires are just low. I don't know. And the other one just goes, all right. Well, there's five people back there now. Hey, good job, guys. (laughs) Hey, you did it. Math. Something's definitely off here. Should we... Do we detain? What do we do? And because you can't hear the other side, you hear one of them go, "Mm -hmm." all right. Yeah, what about that ID? You're running the ID now, right? Okay. All right. Well, uh, I mean... All right. Well, we have the identification of of the truck at the very least. If they if they come into the fort, we should have no problems finding them. If anything comes up, we can't really detain them at the moment. Love listening to this one sided conversation. I mean, it's important. Mm-hmm. Huh? It's very good. All right. All right. I love you too, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll do. All right. Roger. Over. So with that, they step out. They give the all clear and the over and out officer who was um with finch and zelaya says all right well thank you for your cooperation uh you guys can get back into your truck uh he walks over to the guardhouse one of the others the the one who originally took the license and registration steps out hands the paperwork to that other officer who passes off to zelaya's oh thank you very much and says all right uh be on your way and uh just stay out of trouble Sure thing, buddy. Y'all have a good day now. And away we go. One thing we still need to solve. In this form, we only have a flying speed of 10 feet. So it's going to take us a bit to catch up with you guys. I mean, we can filter back in it, the way the air currents work. What like the oh, okay. truck is still self-contained. Right. So I'm pretty sure we yeah. can be carried along with that. No, I, just, sure. I thought it would be funny if we were just, just gonna very slowly floating after the truck. We left the farts behind. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Oh, our sweet weed smoke. Oh, no. Ugh. Oh, well. Uh, yeah, get back in the truck. <laughs> yep. And we solved your guy's puzzle. And by we, I mean, I didn't do shit. Galva did it all. Galva and her drugs. <laughs> it's cool to do drugs. So, um, I would actually like one more perception roll on behalf of everybody, just as you guys oh, are getting ready to leave. Door. Oh, Holy shit! That's a nat twenty, so a twenty-eight. That is also a nat twenty. Oh for my me. gosh, you guys! I rolled a nineteen. I'm very perceptive. That's a twenty-four total. Twenty-three. I rolled a ten. Shit! Oh. <laughs> I'm wasting all my good rolls now, but as soon as we get into combat, I will die. Galvis saving her sweet rolls for that's fine. Fighting, I hope. You're in the truck. It's fine, and we perceive. Okay, everyone but Galva perceives. Okay. So as you're pulling away, you do notice. All eyes are definitely on that truck. Mm-hmm. They notified Fort Olor ahead of time to keep eyes on this truck. Something yeah. is going on here. They're kind of onto us, but they don't know how. I would like three of you, the three of you who succeeded, so not Galva, to roll me insight. Okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> 15 plus 8 is 23. I got a 1? <laughs> oh, good. 
Uh, so that's a total of three. I love that I got a nat one directly after a nat 20. That's my life. <laughs> that's always fun. Finch rolled 24. A nat one, you stick your hand out and flip them off. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's rude. I know, I'm kidding. That's okay. <laughs> hey, what did you get? 23. 23, and Finch? 24. Yeah, so trundling into Fort Olor in the truck, probably not going to be the best idea anymore. Mm-hmm. Aw, tripping. They're going to be on the lookout for your truck. They have pictures, they have scans, they've got the plate, they made copies of the license and registration. This disguise is now pretty much useless. Oh, well, we should probably find somewhere to park truck and walk the rest of the way. Think so? I thought we did pretty good. That one was very eager. Um, they have our registration. They have a description of the truck. I doubt they're going to let this go. <sighs> yeah, I guess that's fair. <sighs> okay. I'll find a ditch to park him in. Poor truck-coon. Poor truck-coon. Poor truck-coon. Alright, so I'm not going to make you roll to find a, a place to, to ditch the truck. Okay. There's enough wooded and rocky areas that you could probably drive off far enough and, and leave it. Sure. Mm-hmm. At least concealed from the ma- any main roads. Mm-hmm. The question is, how far outside of Fort Olor are you going to stop to hoof it? <sighs> well, how far outside of Fort Olor was that checkpoint? I- I'm going to say probably an, about an hour uh, from driving. Um, an hour's drive. An hour's drive, yeah. And Oof. you said it was about two and a half hours between us and the ship? Yeah. Or the... The between Olor and the, and the ship. ship, yep. Ah, piss. Okay. I take the hat of disguise and put it on the truck. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not going to work. It turns into Lightning McQueen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, now I'm going to blow the truck up. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> okay. I say we get closer. Um, wait till we're about half an hour driving distance outside of Fort Olor. Olar? Olor. Olor. And then park. So we don't have quite as far to walk? Sure. Sounds like a plan. Okay. You said about half hour? Half an hour's driving distance. Okay. Which means we still have to walk. Yeah, for like an hour. Far too long. Yep. But we'll be fine. Okay. This is what the morning exercises were for. Suck my balls, I don't do them. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, my question to you is uh how are you guys doing this i mean at this point your gaseous forms are not going to last forever no no and also your current disguise is now well known well i can easily change my disguise with a magical hat can also easily change my disguise my point is there is one galva shaped elephant in the room yes i have polymorph it's fine guess galva's gonna be a horse for a while (gasps) actually (laughs) oh no because oh. Oh, then no. she could get us there faster <gasps> as horse. I mean, she would. All right, Galva, I have an idea. Yes. It's a bit undignified, but it's actually very good. I could turn you into a horse. Then we could, like, ride you into battle. I, and by battle, I mean town. I, I mean... If you don't want to, that's totally fine. Riding into town is fine. Or at least get up close to the town. Right. All right. I can be a horse for a while, I think. This is the best. I, I think I think you'll be fine. I think I know how horses act. Uh, yeah. You don't have to... Listen, we don't even have to be, like, on the main road. We can try to find, like, a more out-of-the-way path towards town to take uh, as we ride on you on your back as a horse. 
Wait, are you all going to be riding on my back? It'd be a lot faster, I think, than if we all tried to walk. I could make you a really big horse, maybe. Well, the captain doesn't weigh very much, and I can make myself weigh quite a significant amount less. I think... And Ao can fly. Carrying capacity-wise, you should be fine. All right, yeah, that's... All right, sure. I will carry you all, said the fighter. <laughs> <laughs> you already carry us so much. Actually, no, it's Ao who carries the party. The Ao's very good, too. Ao, want to be a horse? Polymorph lasts for an hour, right? Correct. Okay. And I can only cast it- well, I can technically cast it twice if I use my sorcery points, but I have one level four spell slot. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, should we walk a certain distance and then, like, closer, then do the polymorph so we can actually, like, ride into town proper? I think this sounds like a plan. Sure, I'm I'm down with everything. Yep, that's fine. Yeah, just so we can be within the city walls before we have to, uh, inevitably find an alley and get different disguises. Yes. Yep. Yeah, good idea. Okay, we'll do the thing Scott said. All right. So <laughs> when you polymorph Galva, I'm just imagining just cool horse. This big slate gray horse where the one of them working horses. What are those? Clydesdale. Yeah. Clydesdale. Yeah. With uh, you know, like the mane has it doesn't fall into sand like Galva's hair does, but it kind of has that grainy look to it. Ah, oh, cool. Galva, you're such a cool horse. <laughs> Zelaya's delighted by this. She would thank you, but she's a horse. She does the horse noise and taps her foot. I have to ask, what is Zelaya's and Finch's new disguise? I'm a horse guy. Mm, okay, got it. I'm straight up cowboy. <laughs> Are you kidding? I'm a space cowboy, Ant, because guess what? We're in space. Actual space cowboy. Okay. I am this planet's equivalent to cowboy. I mean, I feel like cowboys are universal, but... They absolutely they are. are. What, um, I'm thinking dwarf for this disguise. Okay. Hell yeah, little dwarf. It's not uncommon to see, like, non-Adamantine authority dwarves around, I'm guessing. Right. Yeah, that's not unheard of. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm asking because every single dwarf we've encountered thus far has been a member of the authority, so I don't yeah. know what the authority to non-authority demographic is. We haven't met any of my pirate dwarves yeah. yet. Yeah, I was gonna say, there is a large, it's mostly because of clans. Mm-hmm. They're like the equivalent of military families, you know, like my father was in the army and my father's father was in the army, so on and so forth. Okay. Yeah, relatable. It kind of goes like that with a lot of the dwarven houses in the Adamantine Authority. That does not mean that... There are plenty of dwarven houses that are not into that life. Okay, cool. It's just that a lot of the authority is comprised of very large dwarven military clans. Okay. And that's kind of how it was, because that's they're all descended from when the Adamantine Authority was founded back when the nebula was first colonized. Yes. Okay, yeah, so I think Finch's new disguise is a cute little lady dwarf. Aw. Hell yeah, nice beard? Uh, lady dwarf. Lady dwarf. I think, not a full beard, maybe mutton chops. Oh, she got some chops! Fuck yeah! yeah. Choppy dwarf. And Zelias's space cowboy is, uh, <laughs> do you want to do also Spice dwarven Beagle. or... Kobold or human? What are you, what are you doing? Um, I want to be a kobold. Okay. I want to be a little lizardman. Okay. A nice kobold cowboy. <laughs> a little kobold cowboy with my dwarf girlfriend. I love it. Oh, that's adorable. And then Ao's here too. <laughs> and Ao is their adopted fairy child, I guess. I don't <laughs> oh know. my god. Perfect. I mean, she could like hide her wings and pretend to be a halfling or something like that. Yeah, she could. Yes. And her like antennas. Put a hat on her. Because uh, outside of 
her planet fairies aren't really a thing that are like they exist, but they're right. No, yeah, and she might look like a little gnome or something. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like that. Not these teeny tiny people riding this gigantic fucking wide <laughs> sail. This is the best mental image. How do you hide your wigs? Out of curiosity, probably like I don't know, like a big jacket or something. I'm just picturing like a big duster, just an oversized duster mm-hmm. for this, this. You can go with the cowboy this theme. Wee little child. Yeah, I, I imagine um, the duster is probably sized more for a dwarf. Mm-hmm. So it's as if Finch gave their duster to Ao. Okay. Where? Aw, yeah. All right. You know what? That's fine. <laughs> we look so cool. I just, I, I just needed this <laughs> mental image. <laughs> As you guys start to ride into town. Uh, Galva, I'm going to need athletics. Okay. With your horse stats. Guidance. <laughs> yes, please. Please. Oh, man. Yeah, Finch pats Galva horse's neck and gently casts guidance upon her. Give her a carrot of guidance. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is a 24 total. Oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah, you have very little issue carrying these... Three tiny people on your massive horseback. <laughs> so, uh, as you get to Fort Olor, sure enough, there's a checkpoint and a, a large gate leading inside. They will stop you. And we stop. And one of the officers is going to step forward and say, uh, welcome to Fort Olor. Could I see some uh, identification? <laughs> Absolutely. I don't know what my accent's going to be for. I should sound like a lizard. Mm-hmm. What's a lizard sound like? I, I, don't know. I mean, you're a tiny lizard. You could sound like a, a little person. Maybe you're from Boston. Can I do a Boston accent? I don't know. What was Tommy Tos? Oh, Tommy Tosino was not he Brooklyn. He was some terribly not quite Italian. Brooklyn. Yeah. Brooklyn, Jersey-ish. You could do a Wilhelm. Yeah. Yeah, see? Yeah. I want to lean into just thug. Do be it. a little thug? Okay. What's a little thug sound like? Uh, like Riley from the Boondocks? Just be that. I don't want to be Riley from the Boondocks. That might be racist. Yeah, maybe. Okay. So he wants my license and registration. Just your license. You don't. Or just my license. Do you have a registration for your horse? <laughs> I registered my horse, my steed. <laughs> Would you like to see our horse's ID? <laughs> now, Aunt, what I have prepared. Horse a ID? Cobold no. license, not a horse ID. I feel like <laughs> Zelias has made up these personas to have on hand for when he has to be a fakey fakerson. Yeah. Okay. I just can't think of a voice. I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying no. I just like Unless it. you want to roll a preparation check. I'll roll you a prep check. Just roll a d20. Don't, no, no modifier. Okay. No modifier? Uh, that's fine. It's a 16. Yeah, you're pretty well prepared. You would have, I, I feel, okay. I feel like this, the kobold cowboy is, is a, a staple in your repertoire. You don't get to bust it out very often. He looks like a cowboy, but I want him to sound like he comes from the middle of a city. All right. I found him. Here he is. It's me. Bobby, the the kobold. Bobby the kobold. All right. I wish you could see my face right now. <laughs> Here's my ID, officer. Do you need anything else? No, no, no. Just you could just. I we just need to run this. Give me a second. <laughs> all right, already. God. So he st- he steps inside the guardhouse to just you know do a quick. People check. think I don't have a life to get back to when they sit here wasting my time for like an hour. I gotta check your ID. Gotta make sure you're really Bobby the Cobalt. Well, I'll tell you what, buddy. 
I am. <laughs> Robert J. Kobold, all you right? You talk so much, you don't notice the other person step out of the guardhouse. Say what? Uh, you, don't, you talk so much, you don't n- notice the other person step out of the guardhouse. You're right, I didn't. I'd like everybody else to roll me perception, please. Oh, God. Including the horse? Inclu- especially yes. the horse. What do you want to do? A fucking horseshoe check next? Come on. I rolled a one. Finch is so distracted by Bobby. <laughs> I'm I sorry. think they're facepalming really hard. <laughs> I love Bobby. <laughs> I rolled an eight. I got an 18. Nicely done, okay. everyone. Um, Ao, you're the only person that notices another person stepping out who actually walks up to the horse. So, Gava, you have no choice but seeing this person now. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's up in your face. Right up in your face. He steps up to you and says, oh, wow, hey, this is a really pretty horse. And he is a, a young man of about 18, kind of gangly. Oh my god. Are you serious? <laughs> His hair has oh. grown a little unkempt. In fact, one of the bangs is kind of over one of his eyes. And it's a little a little fluffy. Mm-hmm. Kind of has like that new bird chick look to it. It's just really fluffy going all over the place. Mm-hmm. Looks like perpetual bedhead. Uh-huh. He has that rusty type of uh skin color and most noticeable Galva are those uh ash like freckles dusting his oh face. Oh my god. He's really into my horse. <laughs> and he kind of rubs your neck, Galva, and says Weird. Oh what's uh what's your horse <laughs> What's your horse's name? What are you one of them horse weirdos? Quit touching my horse. Finch will actually smack him uh. on the shoulder a little bit. I just asked you what the horse- You don't have to be a dick about it. It's a nice horse. He just asked a question, my dear. Sorry, man. I'm having a a, a day. Her name is Pebbles. Pebbles? Pebbles? Her oh name God. is Pebbles. Pebbles. We named her Pebbles because she looks like Fruity Pebbles. Galva snorts. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't like it looks very much. Nothing like Fruity Pebbles. I, Sorry. I, all right. You know, never mind. Her mother's name was Fruity Pebbles. What? <sighs> What are you saying? All right. <laughs> uh, I think I think he leans into the horse and says, your owner's kind of an idiot, isn't he? Wow, look at the little know-it-all over here. Knows an idiot when he sees one. Hey, buddy, you looked in the mirror lately? Oh, my God. <laughs> I think Finch does another smack on Zelias a little bit harder this time. Ah! Hey, why is the punching happening to me? He says... Uh, sir, could you step off the horse, please? I will sir, fall and break my ankles. Are you kidding sir, me? This I horse need you to is step like five times. All right, fine. You want to watch me step off the horse? Here I go. Oh I God. leap off the horse. Real, I roll athletics. Actually, I think you should roll acrobatics. Ten plus three is thirteen. Uh, you wobble, but you manage to stick the landing. You're on a Clydesdale. It's high up. Dun, dun, dun. I pose. That's what I said. That's why he's like, I'm going to bring my ankles if I fucking jump off this Sorry, I need you to step over away from the horse for a minute. I need you to come over here. I, I do that. Galva horse is looking somewhat distressed right now. Zelias just is getting very into character. Sorry. <laughs> Galva, I need you to roll me a deception check as a horse. Is <laughs> 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 a phrase I never expected to say. So you're going to roll with the horse stats? Do you have the horse stats up? Don't, it's charisma. Yeah, though. but whenever you're polymorphed, you roll with the horse's stats. Yeah. Okay, stats. The horse has a plus 20, don't worry. No, it does not. The charisma's the same. It's still negative two. Oh, Galva, you have the same level of charisma as a horse. 
Oh, aunt, that's so mean. <laughs> anyway, that's a 14. Oh, that's okay. not terrible. You kind of do that anxious horse thing where they move from hoof to hoof. Yeah, like a dog that needs to go out. Yeah, but you're not vibrating out of the visual spectrum right now. Um, and so, yeah, so he's like, okay, uh, sir, what's your name? My name is Bobby the Kobold. Your last Robert name is Kobold. T. Kobold. Roll me deception with disadvantage. Yes. Oh my god, and I got an 18 and a 17. Okay. <laughs> Plus 7, so that's a 24. <laughs> I hate this so oh, much. No. I also love it so much. It's a, it's a, it's a, okay. listen, it's a name. It's a very old name. It's actually translated from Draconic. I'm going to make an insight roll on a whiz-heavy character. Let's see how this goes. Okay. Tell me what your whiz is. Okay, you know, I think he's just already just annoyed with you. He buys it. I rolled bad. <laughs> okay, whatever. Bobby T. Kobold. I... I didn't notice who this guy is, though, did I? You did not. That's, okay. That's fine. That's why I'm All rising right. him so hard. Uh, gotcha. I... Yeah, sure. Okay, that's why. I'm going to need you to do <laughs> me a favor. We're going to do a little bit of a sobriety test. Me? Okay. <laughs> I need you to, so he is going to step away. He's like, I need you to walk in a straight line. Yeah, are you kidding me right now? Uh, heel to uh. toe. Heel to toe, sir. Heel to toe. This is what you get for <laughs> for giving him a hard time. He was just admiring the horse. Dick. <laughs> I deserve this. All right. You're going to do heel to toe, heel to toe, and you are going to, as you walk, right All hand, right. touch your nose, and then back, sure, and then left sure. hand, touch your nose. I've done several of these before. I'm going to need a deck save. Now, officer, what is a deck save? That's uh, not in character. That was just the same token. Okay. Uh, <laughs> save is plus... Why mm-hmm. am I stupid? Oh, plus three. So I got a 16 total. Okay. So he's watching you now mm-hmm. very carefully. And at this point, the other officer comes out of the hut and says, Private Lithos, they're, they're clear. And he just goes, no, hold on now. And he says, all right, other way. I want to make sure. Now, he did call him Private Lithos. He did. Am I an idiot, or can I figure that out? I don't know. Is Do you know your first mate's last Galva, name? what's your name? No, Yes, I know Galva's name, dick. Then I think Private Lithos would maybe stand out. Okay. Then I notice. But now I have to turn around and sobriety test the other way. Yes. All right, I'm, fu- I'm, go- I'm doing the thing. See, I'm walking the line. I'm pointing at my nose. Doing a great job, right? You're proud of me? He's not looking anymore. All right. Well, I did it. I've completed the task. So he says, all right, uh, Mr. T. Kobold. Yeah, like I said, it's translated from Draconic. Oh, what does it originate from? What's the root? If it's translated from Draconic, how do you say it? Kabarglul. Gazootite. Which is probably not a lie because he does speak Draconic. <laughs> I'm making shit up, dude. I, I know. I'm rolling with it. Um, Kabargle. Because it's got the extra L and it just sounds kind of just not nice, I suppose. Oh, no. I I mean, I've dabbled in Draconic a little bit. Oh, have you? Yeah, just a little. I, I'm not fluent. Oh. But, I mean, I've, I've picked up a couple of different... I mean, there's a lot of languages in the nebula and, you know, I want to just... I like to be knowledgeable. I sound like a big ass nerd. That's fine. I can respect that. My dwarf 
girlfriend is also a big ass nerd. All right, so uh, what are you doing in town today, uh, Mister T. Cobalt? What's uh, what is your business? Riding my horse. <laughs> You're just riding your horse through. <laughs> Uh, Listen, don't you like to go a, on like adventures with your best friends and a, just just fucking fly with the wind? I like to do my job, Mr. Hey, buddy, T. listen. Are you satisfied with where you are in life right now? <laughs> Let's be honest here. I'm, he looks at you just dead eye and just says, What is your business in Fort Olor today, Mr. T. Cobalt? I am visiting friends with my other friends and my horse. Friends. With my horse. You think I don't have friends because I'm an asshole, is that it? You said it, not me, sir. Oh, he's right, I don't have any friends. (laughs) (laughs) They're only acquaintances. Bobby, are you done harassing the young man? Can we please get going? I think I am being harassed. You're right, I am. (laughs) Just a couple more questions, Mr. T. Cobalt. Do you have any out-of-town perishables that you would like to declare? Things of, you know, from off-world, anything of that nature? Um, let me see. I pat down my pockets. I do not have any fruits or vegetables. That won't be necessary. Uh, actually, so he's going to call in and say, James, could I have the scanner, please? Does the scanner scan for fruits and or vegetables? Uh, the scanner scans for magically concealed items. Oh, I don't have any of those on me. You're wearing one. Except that I do. (laughs) Exactly. My hat is one. So what do I do, guys? So... James comes out and brings the same scanner that you saw that was inspecting the back of Truckkun and hands I it off to that. Cole. Okay. Now, give me two minutes to think of a thing. Oh my god. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Wait. We enter bullet time. Oh, you said he has high wisdom, didn't you? Yeah. Damn it. I'm not going to cast smart command boy. on him. That would be foolish. I mean, he could still roll low, but it is a risk. <sighs> Let's see. That is also meta knowledge that you shouldn't have. That was just me being a jerk and saying That's things. true, but now that I have it... What's the worst that uh, could happen? <laughs> go to jail. And then we break out of jail. You've broken out of so many That's jails, a though. fair point. Okay, guys, for rule of funny, should I try command, or for rule of don't be a dumbass, should I kill him? My brother? <laughs> um... What about the secret third option? Um, Scorching Ray? No. <laughs> no. Fireball, Erupting Earth. God. Um, <laughs> counterspell? Can I cast Counterspell on the device? Probably no, not. I think Finch is going to hop down from the horse. Oh, I want to kill him. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Hop down. They're going to approach. They were going to wrap an arm around Bobby the Kobold's waist. Ah. They are going to look at Cole. Look, Private Lithos, was it? Yes. I am very sorry for Bobby's behavior. He's had a very rough week, and we are going into town to try to relax a little bit. And look, if you could just let us go, if you could give him a warning or something, that would be lovely. This is all too much. I catch a fly with my tongue. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm trying to help. It's probably not. It's probably not working. Did Cobalt do that? <laughs> that absolutely does not help. Cobalts do not have long frog tongues. So now I'm just picturing like when a dog tries to catch a fly and just goes, uh, and just bites at the air a bunch. Oh my God. Uh. <laughs> I'm not sure where that came from. <laughs> I guess it's there now, though. So, <laughs> B- 
Bobby has had a long day as he's chomping at the air for no, there's nothing there. There was a fly. <laughs> he must have gotten it. It got away. Can I please roll persuasion on Cole to just let us go? Give him a warning. Give him a slap on the wrist, whatever. Please you, just, this is you, taking too long. You may roll persuasion. I'm going okay. to make another insight roll. Oh, Zelias, you were such an idiot. Sorry. God damn. The stupid overtook me for some fucking reason. I just, my brain went off. Yeah. You, you decided you were going to put be disguised as a kobold and things continued from there. And then I became the kobold. You became the kobold. I rolled a 21 to persuade Cole to please just let I- us go have our nice day on the town. <laughs> Cole looks at you. Finch looks at you, mm-hmm. Zelias, aka Bobby the Kobold. I'm suddenly perfectly behaved. Yeah, his cute dwarven girlfriend is here. Because Finch is here. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Save me from myself. I'm an idiot. I'm doing my best, Captain. You've dug your hole real deep, though. That's fine. And Galva, I'd like you to roll me insight. Okay. Good call. With advantage, this is your brother. Oh, good. Ao's just been quiet this whole time. She knows anything she says will just make this worse. Ao's the best. <laughs> Sorry for going off on an idiot tangent. All right. Well, that is a 12 with advantage. Four stats. Woo. Actually, it's only plus zero as opposed to plus one. So Galva rolls. Woo. Horse insight. I cast horse insight. (laughs) My horse instincts are tingling. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Cole has the scanner. He is ready to scan. And he lowers it and says... Just make sure you keep your horse stable. Oh, honey, don't you worry. I'm in charge of the horse. And do make sure you clean up after her. That's his job. Yeah, I, yeah, she's right. I clean up the horse shit. I'm good at it. I, it's not my favorite job, but, you know, horse shit. Yes, well, when one is full of it, I imagine that you do get tired of it. Ha, I do see what you did there. And he steps aside much to the kind of surprise and and confusion of some of the other privates that are working Mm. the uh, checkpoint. And he waves you guys through and says, all right, go ahead. Thank you. I do apologize again. But Galva, with your, even with your 12 horsey insight, you can't help but spare a look behind you. He is watching you all as you (laughs) point to eyes, point to saunter away. He's too classy. No, but he is watching you with... He is secretly watching us. Interest. Yes, with heightened interest. That's okay. In about 20 minutes, we won't look the same. Well, I would like perception rolls real quick. Okay. Uh, Is there a tracker on my butt? Oh, there's my good rolls. Good job. Plus... That's a 19. Four. I got a 19 also. As a horse, I lose that plus one wisdom. So that is an 18. Oh, fuck, dude. We're so perceptive. Damn. Everybody pretty much nailed that perception. Well, I'm still proficient in it. Good. Yeah, you overhear a little bit of chatter to the extent of uh, Private Lithos, are you sure that was a good idea? We're supposed to be on the lookout for suspicious individuals. And uh, he says, no, it's fine. We're supposed to be looking for what? A weird farmer and a truck? And the other one says, yeah, he's like, yeah, it's fine. But he hasn't stopped looking at you guys. Oh, he's onto us. That's fine. 
I'm gonna kill them later, be Don't kill my brother! I'm not killing him! I won't kill him. He's sweet. He loves horse. So, you know what? I think with that, <sighs> I think we should call it a night. Oh my god. Sorry, I went real fucking just nuclear at the end. You it. really did. Once I found my kobold voice. You went feral, stupid. <laughs> I became kobold. That's gonna be my next character, is just a kobold. <laughs> Apparently, become. Yeah, sounds right. Become kobold is just feral, stupid. Yeah. I enjoy him. I'm gonna take lizard brain to a whole new level. <laughs> <laughs> I did. So, I hope you guys had fun. I hope you're looking forward to some more cold shenanigans mm. next week. Some more of this shit. God, I have to wait a week for this. More of this oh, shit. shit. And. Everyone at home, hey, hope you had a good time tonight. Do not forget to follow us on uh, Twitter at SlayRights. Do not forget to leave us comments, reviews, rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. You know, recommend us if you like us. Recommend us if you, you know, don't tell like your friends us. About just us. change it up a little bit. Fuck them. Yeah, recommend, you know, just be like, hey, do you want to listen to something I fucking hate? <laughs> listen to these assholes. Yeah, that'll get them. Listen, hey, people hate watch shit all the time. You know what? That's true. They shouldn't. Anyway. It just encourages them and, to make more. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we hope you had a good time. Have a good night, everybody. We'll see you next time. Good night. Good night. Bye.